0: Welcome to Pixel Tunes Radio, a podcast where we have fun talking about video games
1: and video game music.
0: I'm Mike. And I am Ed. And this is episode 100. (laughs) That's it. We're we're done. Good night. (laughs) Bye. Thank you. (laughs) Episode 100 a long time coming. Literally a hundred episodes, almost four years worth of Pixel Tunes radio.
1: Unbelievable. And I never ever thought we'd get this far. I I thought I would have murdered myself. <laughs> I thought I would have before. murdered you too. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> we
2: both would have killed me.
1: <laughs> it's a murder suicide, yes. literally. Yes. Uh yeah, this has been like one heck of a month for Pixel Tunes. I yeah. mean, we did a Retro World Expo, we yeah. did the, uh, the the show with Prunell and Emily and Cam and Todd. And then the week after that, we released the feed from our panel, which was amazing. Right. And then one week after that, we're here putting out this show. It's pretty incredible stuff. Yeah. So this episode is all about you guys. So we're going to kind of spread the love all throughout the episode. We've got some very cool congratulatory messages from fans and guest hosts and
0: composers. Composers um, that we haven't even spoken with like, yeah, on the episodes. That, that so. took time
1: out of their day to yeah. to, to share their words with us. And we've also, we're going to do a lot of pixel chat questions. We feel like we want to make you guys as much a part of this show as possible.
0: Yeah, so we have a bunch of questions that we're going to spread throughout the episode. This episode is going to be us picking from the last 99 episodes that we've done. Some of our favorite jams. Yeah. Oh my god, we've got some jams on this episode. This may be our best track listing ever. I know like... Except for one. Well, no, that one in particular <laughs> is fantastic, so we'll get to that in a bit. But uh, let's jump into a Pixel Jack question, and then we're going to immediately go into our track. We'll talk a little bit about that. So our first Pixel chat question comes to us from Bend Ishman, and he asks, Did you have a topic that surprised you with the quality of songs you found, either good or bad? Meaning, say you were really looking forward to the episode on typing games, but found terrible music, and conversely you were dreading Chinese parody games, but the music was jamming. Why don't you go first?
1: All right. I I think a lot of the company spotlight games that we did, like, specifically, like, like, you mentioned Jalico as yeah. a topic, and I kind of went along with it. I was like, what are we going Like, when I think <laughs> Jalico, I don't think really right. good music. Yeah. But we pulled out a lot of really cool stuff from a lot of really cool composers mm-hmm. that we had no idea about. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, the Core episode, like when I think of Core... I was going to say Core. You know, I knew about Martin Iveson, but I didn't know Matt Furness had done some stuff for right. them. I didn't know there was a lot of earlier stuff on the Amiga that was really cool, mm-hmm. Um, uh, like, format. Uh, Matt Simmons did some music early on, so mm-hmm. we, we got a lot of cool music out of that. Yeah. So, and even the Yoshi episode, you know, we, we, we think of, like, cartoony stuff, but we played a lot of really cool, like, VGM, like, darker VGM stuff that I like to listen to. Right. Even, even in our Yoshi episodes. Yeah, so yeah. So, I, I think there are gems to find in almost any topic that we do, and I'm kind of constantly surprised by the stuff that, that both of us are able to find when we dig deep enough.
0: Yeah. No, I, I agree. Uh, definitely that core episode. that. Yeah. That really was like, I was kind of, to be honest, dreading the episode, and the whole reason why I did it was, uh, why I suggested Core was, I think I was playing some Tomb Raider stuff, Mm -hmm. and I was working on covering some uh, Tomb Raider games or whatever, and I... I think it was right around the release of Rise of the Tomb Raider, too, so... I think so, yeah, and I just got hooked into playing, after listening to that uh, track, by who is it? The one who did the Game Boy tracks for Tomb Raider, the Game Boy. Um, I think that Manfred was, Linsner. Yeah, Linsner. Manfred Linsner, yeah. So I remember listening to those songs and being like, oh, these are really good songs. I'm going to play these games. And I ended up reviewing them. So that that's kind of what spawned that. But that music in that episode was great. The Sega CD episode, that one as well, I was really oh, yeah. not... I was kind of like, eh, I don't know what we're going to find, but we found some really great stuff. Uh, as far as f- looking forward to quality of songs that were bad, I would probably say... Ooh, that's tough. Um, You know, I hate saying it because I loved having uh, an episode with these guys, but the Pixelated Audio episode we did with them with um, uh, was SNK versus versus Capcom.
1: We did did Capcom versus... Those were the tracks that you really didn't like. Yeah, that
0: was rough. That was a pretty rough episode to get through (laughs) just because I really wasn't feeling any of the music. So it was kind of... I didn't really have much to say, but it was really great talking to those, to Pixelated Audio. So it was like, it's, it's tough, you know? Where do you great show but the music wasn't as good exactly so, yeah. exactly. i mean I, I
1: i like that music a lot i mean i played that game a lot so i had more of a nostalgic value for that yeah for that stuff i mean uh, to answer that second part of the question i don't really i ended up liking the music a lot for every single episode i got done. it mike's picks oh well that was awful <laughs> you know i was i was gonna spare your feelings <laughs> but, uh, No, you, you had some good stuff on there too but uh yeah i don't know i think uh i think we've 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 continually. Pulled out some quality stuff. Uh yeah. like, like our vocal episode, a lot of people didn't like that episode I,
0: at all. I absolutely love that episode. I personally. thought it had
1: a lot of great stuff too. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, it's 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 funny how our opinions can, can differ from the listeners and mm-hmm. such. Yeah. I don't have any that stick out in my mind. It's like, oh, I really don't ever want to listen to that episode again. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, very cool question. Thank you, Ben Dishman. You can also uh, find Ben's podcast. It's called The Dyad Presents a VGM Podcast. And I've been listening to him since... Episode one, he's got some some really good shows out there, so definitely take cool. a listen to him.
0: Yeah. Alright. Well, let's get into our first track. What do you say? Yeah, first track is a pick from me. I chose so so we basically
1: chose, or at least as far as I go, I chose music that I really didn't know about before we started the podcast. Okay. And have just become kind of a a part of my daily Rotation of VGM that I listen to stuff that I can't stop humming when I'm not listening to it uh, Things that have just been really memorable to me. Mm -hmm. So uh, first off we've got like the wind B course from Power Drift This is the arcade version not the Saturn arranged version. This came out in 1988 composed by Hiroshi Kawaguchi
3: Hello, my name is Hiroiki Iwatsuki Congratulations to Pixel Tunes Radio on 100 episodes.
1: That was Like the Wind from the B-Course of Power Drift, which came out on the arcade in 1988. That was a Sega-published game composed by Hiroshi Kawaguchi. And that was from Episode 9, our Racing Tracks episode. That was a fun one, and this yeah. is a
0: great track, too. I don't even remember. It's been so long since we've had Scott on the show. We should really bring him back at yeah, some point. Yeah, he's a great guest. Yeah, yeah. When we decided that we are going to do a ra- racing episode, he was my go-to. I was like, this guy, he knows so much about racing games and racing music. And, yep. You know, he's hes a big fan of those, and I know you're a big fan of them too. So I'm not as much, but I really dig the music here. And this track just kind of keeps going. And, and it's been so long since I listened to this track, I, I kind of forgot about it, so it was a nice kind of refresher. Very, like, Zuntada-esque.
1: Very, very much so. That, that's
0: what I thought of the entire time, and it's a great, like, especially that, like, part more towards the, the beginning It just sounds like a great track to just, you know, throw the top down and, you know, drive, you know, like, across a bridge with their wind in your hair. Definitely. It's it's good stuff.
1: And then, like I mentioned, like, at the start of the show, it's one of those tunes that the melody is just so catchy that I find myself just whistling or humming it and not even realizing I'm doing it and being like, what is that from? Oh, yeah, Power Drift. And so I always kind of come back to this track because it's always just kind of floating around in my cranium somewhere. Uh, just an absolute joy to listen to. I mean, Hiroshi Kawaguchi's done all sorts of stuff. Space Harrier and all that that right. old Sega stuff. Fantastic composer. You know, this this song uses, it's a YM-2151, which was that, that chip that's in the Sharp X68000, mm-hmm. plus the Sega PSG that, you know, that was in the Master System. So he's right. not using any really high-tech equipment or whatever, and he's making some great, great stuff with it. I really like that breakdown towards the end, where you get right. these chuggy, like, bassline guitars, Uh, Some of those, like, kind of spacey notes with these FM sweeps going on in the background, and then Mm -hmm. it just rolls right back into that melody again. It's just, it's so well-crafted, and those transitions are so well done. I think this really kind of set the tone for what FM, VGM, like, was in the future. For Mm. future, like, you know, especially Zuntada, I think people were very influenced by a lot of Kawaguchi's music, and, and so that's why this kind of, you say this sounds like Zuntata, but maybe Zuntada maybe sounds more like
0: oh, yeah. this, you know? There's a part where it sounds almost like it's gonna lead into Daddy Mulk, uh, Yeah, from, yeah. from, you know, Ninja Warriors. So. Uh, that part that's like
2: da-da-da-da,
0: yeah. <laughs> like, da da. I'm waiting for it instead to go like instead of da-da, I'm waiting it for to go like da 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 yeah, like, Oh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and that's, similar. that's That's what I was waiting on and like I didn't hear it and now I just want to go listen to Ninja
1: Warrior. Yeah, horror, I know that so. influence is very real. I didn't yeah. even catch that. Yeah, yeah, good, good call. Good ears. Good ears, man. Mm. So what? Episode nine was almost what, like three and a half years ago? Something almost? like that. Yeah, That's yeah. That's crazy.
0: Jeez. Oh, we were we
1: were in your we were in your new house by then, weren't uh, we? I think so. Ooh, yes, I maybe. Think so. I think
0: our first like six or seven episodes were at your old place. Yep. Yeah, and then yeah. we moved into here. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't think we. I think the only guests that we had on. Well, I think we did have Scott on. Todd and Brian. Todd and Brian were the earliest guests that we had, and it was just we. You know, we didn't know any composers, or you know, we didn't really think that reaching out during like our first few episodes would be a good idea. Yeah, yeah. So well, we, it
1: was great to have friends on that oh, yeah. are
0: really into VGM too. Yeah.
1: So, and and Todd, of course, was a big listener of Legacy Music Hour. Yep. So. You kind of jumped at the the chance to be a part of a, mm. a new VGM podcast. So yeah.
0: those first ten episodes were just kind of a, a blur, and and they just uh, to me, I really don't think that the podcast was like fully enveloped until sure. probably like the Contra episode, like right around there, yeah. or maybe the Game Boy episodes, like shortly after, the, like in the, the early twenties, something like that. Yeah, yeah, just because I, I just really didn't think we knew. What we were doing, we didn't really have, we had kind of a formula down, but we, we were just kind of flying by the seat of yeah. our pants. It, it is ways.
1: fun to go back and listen to those and, and yeah. say, oh my goodness, I can't believe we said that, or I, know, you know, no. I can't believe we set the show up that way, or right. why is that background music so loud? Yeah, yeah <laughs> Why yeah. am I playing different music than what I just played? Yeah. Very, very interesting uh, choices that we made back then that we've yeah. kind of
0: refined over the, the years. I think it's just, it's it's all part of evolution. I think you you got to kind of, your podcast should always evolve exactly and, uh, you know get better you always want to improve but uh, we've gotten into a groove at this point where we know what we're doing and we we can you know we have a formula and we can make it work but
4: yeah so episode
0: sure. nine pretty cool I, I really haven't gone back and sifted through these early episodes so it was nice to hear a track that uh, you know I could maybe throw in my playlist going forward I don't think Scott picked all these tracks, right? No,
1: he's, I think we split them up. We split them up, I think we gave right. him four, and we took three each or something yep. like that. Yep, yeah. yep, yep, So, uh, want to get into another Pixel Chat question? Yeah, all let's right. do it. This one is from Cameron Mount, who's actually, he's one of the Cameron Triumvirate that, yeah. that hangs out in our Facebook group. And he's been a fan, I don't know, since like, what, the 50s or 60s? He's been with us for, for quite like a while. Yeah, yeah. Uh, always has really, really cool things to say. He has very refined tastes. I think, Uh, and he doesn't like Tim Fallon, which kind of upsets me, but (laughs) I won't hold it against him because he's a really good dude. Right. So he asks us, if you are forced to give up all but one console and your current game library, which means no ROMs and no PC, which console is the one you'd keep?
0: Hmm. So all the games that are currently in your physical game library, I guess you could say. Um, I'd say
1: physical or digital,
0: as long okay, as they're legally yeah. owned.
1: That's that's, true. that's let's, true. Let's make it a little easier on me, please. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to say that's tough. I, either NES or Super NES. It would have to be like one of those like, uh, 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 this yeah. one. Like, you know, just like pull it real close and be like, all right.
1: Don't think about it. Just do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: just the NES was my very first system. So I, I don't think I could give that up. Yeah. I, th- I just, I think this, the, the even though the, t- the memories for the Super NES are definitely there, like I, and there's so many games that I haven't beaten on the Super NES, I really feel like if I gave up my NES, I don't think I, I don't think I could do it. Like that, that system is just so core to, you know, my experience as a gamer yeah. that it, that, that would be it. Understandable. Yeah.
1: For me, it wouldn't necessarily be my favorite console. I, I, I would I would probably be forced to choose more the one that I had like the greatest variety of games for. Mm. Uh, and since I've been uh, a PSN Plus member for so long, I have like this uh, combination of physical and digital collection of mm. like over 200 PS3 games. Right, right. So I think I'd probably go with that just yeah. because I would have the most stuff to play. And you know, there's a, there's a, PS3 was a great system. I, I loved a lot of the games mm. that were on there. And my my physical collections for, like, Super Nintendo and Nintendo, they aren't really that big. Like, I have the games that I kind of grew up with that I have a a large, nostalgic value for. But, you know, since I got the Everdrives, I sold off a lot of the stuff that was really, you know, valuable or that Mm. other people wanted. So I'm left with maybe, you know, 10, 15 games for each of those consoles Mm. that that were just ones that I really wanted to hold on to. Uh, So I I would really probably go with with PS3 since I had the, the greatest variety of games for it. Word. Cool.
0: Cool. Yeah. Alright, so our next track is my pick. It's Soldier Blade from the TurboGrafx 16 episode, which was episode 84. And this track is Operation One. It's by Keita Hoshi and Makiko Tanifuji.
4: This is Matt Furness wishing Pixel Tunes Radio a very happy 100th episode. Woohoo!
0: back that was Soldier Blade for the graphics 16 and that track was Operation 1 by Keita Hoshi and Makiko Tanifuji that was played on episode 84 which was our I always called it our split EP it was our TurboGrafx 16 meets PC Engine east meets west sort of vibe yeah it's good stuff
3: yeah
1: that was a great episode
0: that was a lot of fun and that i, I got to say like i i guess i could probably add the TurboGrafx PC Engine episode to our list of the or the first Pixel Chat question that we had because I I was kind of dreading picking tracks for that because you I think you were the one that suggested it yeah and I was like oh man I was like I'm so not familiar with PC Engine or Turbo Graphics so it was like one of those things where and I didn't really collect for the system I had the two games that you gave me on that Winter right, right. Games episode and. I never really thought to collect any more because TurboGrafx prices are just astronomical right now. And after this episode, I bought my first TurboGrafx game on my own, which was <laughs> la- la- uh, Laser something? What's it called? Blazing Lasers. Blazing Lasers, yep. Yeah. Great schmuck. Yeah, yeah. Really good, great music and everything. So that kind of got the ball rolling. And, you know, ever since then, I've, I've, I've kind of been leaning more towards, honestly, getting an EverDrive for the system just because the the prices are just so crazy but this game in particular after this episode I was like there's two games I must own in the future uh, for the TurboGrafx-16 Soldier Blade and Airzonk and those are like the two right. that I, I really, really You'll want. You'll have to remortgage your house to yeah, get them. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, especially Soldier Blade. That that one's up there in price. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, this this track by Keito Hoshi and uh, Makiko Tanafuji is just incredible. Balls to the wall, right out the gates. And it really sets a tone for the rest of the game, so it's it's really good. It's an awesome shooter, Soldier Blade. It's, like, one of the best games for the Graphics. Yes,
1: yes, it is. And, so, you uh, know, with this track in particular, I, I really like when they used sampled percussion
0: yeah. uh, on the TurboGrafx. Yeah,
2: those the drums, PC especially, engine. like, the roll. The yeah.
1: Their samples have, like, a very warm sound. It's not so, like, hard and crunchy like it is on the Genesis. Right. So these drums kind of feel like they're kind of, like, off in the distance maybe a little bit. Uh, and but that's good because you know a lot of the the tones on the turbo graphics are very warm too so yeah. th- it has a very like almost a, a diametrical counterbalance to like the Sega master system I was gonna say, sounds, yeah. where that sounds very bright and very cold yep and these At are the very warm time. and very dark you know mm-hmm. so it uh it, it's it's very cool to see how two different chips can really make different music sound so different just because of their tones yeah but yeah I mean this this was a fun episode this was a great game and a great yeah. track too.
0: I agree, yeah. The game is great, the music's great, I just really wanted to play this track again. Uh, most of the tracks that I picked were tracks that I just wanted to hear one more time before we kind of like retire them <laughs> yeah. into the the beyond. Like like Rambo. Yeah. The, 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 the John Rambo of the VGM
1: yeah, yeah. music.
3: <laughs>
1: so, I uh, want to do another Pixel Chat question? Yes. Sure. Let's ask a question from our fan, John Jekyll. He asks, what are some of your favorite episodes? I mean, we were probably going to talk about this anyway. So, yeah. great
0: opportunity. Um, ooh, I, You know, I got to say, I really love the vocal track episode. It's one of the episodes that I continuously go back to, mm. to listen to, like, on my way to driving to work. Mm-hmm. So that that's one of my favorites. That's why it was so sad when people were like, "Oh, I don't really like this one." And I was like, "I know." I was surprised too. I really I felt like
1: we, we did a good show there, and yeah. uh, I was kind of kind of shocked. And you know, I'm not I, obviously angry at any of the listeners sure. who who told us that oh, they didn't no, care no. for it. But I do understand when when you're a VGM fan, you're usually a VGM fan because you like instrumental music, right? Because that's what like 95 percent of it is. Yeah. So having an entire episode of music that doesn't suit your tastes makes I sense. Can understand? Yeah. You know, Obviously. Yeah. For me, uh, I've, I've always said the Sharp X68000 episode was one of my favorites. Mm. Uh, I really like the Tim Fallon episodes that we did, especially yeah. uh, that first one, because I really felt like we brought him to life in mm-hmm. our show, even though he couldn't be on the show. I feel like, you know... He's alive! He was almost there with <laughs> us, you know? Yeah.
0: Um, it, that, that was very cool. The Ikumizutani episode was very memorable for me, just because I got to interview with my favorite composers. Exactly. So. I mean,
1: I like any of the composer interviews. Yeah. I mean, Matt Furness was an amazing guest. Yeah. Matt Kramer was an amazing guest. Agreed, yeah. Uh, you know, I hope we, we get to have more composers on in the future. We have, yeah. we have been talking to a few here and there, so hopefully we'll have some some very special guests coming up. You know, anybody that we can we can talk to that already has like a web presence, Matt We Guy. you know, they're, they're, they're just fantastic. They know their stuff. Avalanche, I love, Jared, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. love getting outside knowledge Mm -hmm. uh that we can share and and discuss on the show and then and then you know present it to people that listen to the show and and they can be knowledgeable about it too so those have always been my favorite episodes the one that have both a blend of humor but also have a lot of really cool information that you can absorb
0: yeah I, i like any of the like big time nintendo stuff that we did like the the zelda episode was pretty cool the metroid episode Star Fox episode. <laughs>
1: see those three. I uh, like the bottom of my list. Oh, really? Uh, well, I
0: mean, I just <laughs> no, I, just
1: not, not that into that those series. Sure, too much. sure. Yeah,
0: yeah. I just I, I will go and re-listen to those. Just like if I'm in the mood to listen to those franchises for those games. Right, um, right. Th- those are probably some of my favorites. The shmup episodes. Anything with the shmup episodes. Yeah, yeah. Same song, different systems are yep. always fun to do as yep. well. Yeah, those are cool. Uh, lately, I've been listening to the Ease episode a lot. Like just going back and re-listening to that, and getting really, really excited to do like Ease Part Two mm. eventually. Uh, so the Further Adventures of Adol. Yes, yeah. Well, I've been playing Ease Eight lately. I'm like maybe eight or nine hours in, and I'm loving that game. Like it is so good, and the music is fantastic. So it's it's just one of those things where I'm like, oh man, this music's so great. I want to listen to more Ease. <laughs> okay, let's go do that. So very cool. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that's a good segue for our next track. Yes. Yeah. Speaking of ease. Yeah, what'd you pick?
1: Uh, our next track is composed by Yuzo Koshiro, who kind of cut his teeth on Ease 1 and 2. Yeah. This is... Uh, oh, I love the title of this track, just because it, it brings so many fun memories. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll Save You All My Justice from The Scheme, which was released on the PC-88 in 1988. Let's give it a listen.
5: Ed Mike... How's it going, guys? It's Brian and James from Pixelated Audio. What's up? Uh, just wanted to make a little clip and say congratulations on your 100th episode. It's a it's a big milestone.
4: Oh yeah, I mean that's I mean 100 episodes. That's a lot of time and effort put into it. Uh, years even. Yeah. So we're uh, you know coming up on our
5: 100th episode. So we know how much dedication and and time and you know thought and everything kind of goes into. It. So we totally um, respect everything that you guys have done, and we love this community. So it's it's really cool that you guys are hitting this milestone and uh, are still providing content.
4: Yeah, I remember way back when, uh, you know, you play a track and Mike wouldn't like anything, but... Well, I guess he still doesn't like it. but it's great. I mean, over the years, you guys have grown and uh, your guys' banter and uh, the style of games you pick and the, w- the way the show has evolved has really been great to watch over all this time. Uh, and it's, you know, all cataloged so you can go back and listen to it. And it's it's really cool to jump around and, and see early episodes versus newer ones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, i do
5: have a little memory um that i I wanted to kind of share uh first of all we had a really great time doing our uh snk versus capcom yeah duo thing what two years god that was two years ago yeah that was fun um but you know it wasn't like the most amazing music or anything but we had a lot of fun chatting with you guys and uh i think we developed a really cool friendship Mm -hmm. after that episode so um hope to do it again soon but uh i i do have a memory i want to share um this was about, I wanna say it was two years ago. It was right around the time your Elemental Master episode came out. So I was in Japan and my uh, my wife was like hanging out with her family and I went off to go meet some friends at a cafe, but it was like an hour train ride away. I kind of took a detour and I went game shopping. I was listening to your guys' show kind of on my phone. And uh, I just remember like laughing kind of to myself, pouring rain and uh i know everybody else was all serious on their cell phones like kind of like typing away and here i am just like the only like loud white guy on the train just laughing at (laughs) at your guys banter so uh, it was a good memory for me so anyways hope you guys keep it up and uh here's to another 100 episodes yeah
1: That was "I'll Save You All My Justice" <laughs> from the scheme, which came out on the PC-88 in 1988, composed by Yuzo Koshiro, one of the most well-known composers in VGM worldwide. I think uh, this was from episode 15, composer selection number one, Yuzo Koshiro, which was our first. <laughs> we never did another one of those. Well, we didn't title them like that. Right. I think I think at the at the beginning, a lot of our. Episode titles were really long and yeah. really hard to fit on our title cards right. that we put
0: out, so we made them a little more simple after a while. Yeah, yeah, basically just the Yuzo Koshiro episode is what you can call this one. Yeah, for sure. I uh, It's funny, I'm having, like, flashbacks. Like, I remember my favorite part of this track, and this is, I'm pretty sure, what I brought up in the episode, which was uh, the part where it's like, Dun, 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 dun. Like I yeah, love, yeah. I love that with the bass, with the with the uh, galloping bass. Just that—that's probably my favorite part of that track. But then I love the hand claps, like a little bit and after, towards that. the end, right before yeah. the loop. Yeah, I really like uh, that part that's too. That's great. And it's... how it just like and goes right back yep. into the song again. Oh, uh, it's awesome. You just... know,
1: this was one of those tracks where, uh, when we did the Yuzo Koshiro episode, you know, I was vaguely aware of his pre. Genesis stuff, mm-hmm. you know, like I knew he had had done stuff, in the, but I wasn't really familiar with it. So yeah. this was a great opportunity for us to kind of go back and explore a lot of his earlier stuff that didn't really make it over to the U.S. and be able to share it. So I, I had I'd never heard of this game or the soundtrack before mm-hmm. we did this episode, and yeah. now it's one of my favorite tunes ever.
0: I think the only user Koshiro stuff that I knew back then was Streets of Rage, you know, the first three games. Yeah, Act Razor. Uh, One, I didn't at the time know he did two and then I think Super Adventure Island And I think that was like my limitation. Yeah, pretty much it anything I did with Yuzo I think I knew about
1: Ys one and two as well Oh, I had right. never really listened to them, but yeah. I just, you know, kind of like looked them up on Wikipedia and was like, I, oh yeah, I, 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 I knew Ys three, so then, right. you know, those stuck out in my mind. But then there was a whole bunch of other titles mm-hmm. for systems I either
0: hadn't heard like, of or Midnight or whatever. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Some of those racing games. Yep. So it it was really cool to be able to go through and and, and listen to those and, and find out. That, uh, you know, he just didn't pop up out of nowhere and start right. making amazing music on the Genesis. He had this huge back catalog of stuff where he kind of uh, honed his skills. Yeah. And, you know, this was kind of his bread and butter, like music. Like, this. like he was already starting to get very popular in Japan when yep. this game came out. And then it just kind of accelerated into, into international
0: popularity when, when
1: Streets of Rage hit the market.
0: Yeah. Great track. I really dug this. This was a nice one to dig up. Speaking of digging up, let's go ahead into our commercial break. Uh, What we're going to do is we're going to pick some commercial breaks that, you know, kind of stood out as some of our most memorable or favorites. Uh, You know, these aren't our absolute favorites because we did pick a bunch that were our favorites from, what was that, episode 61? Episode 61. Right, where we kind of looked back on the first 60 episodes. So this will be, you know, kind of revisiting, not those, but different ones.
1: Once we had a lot of fun making or ones that were very different, stuff like that.
0: So this is going to be episode two, which is the Poison Pumps commercial so let's give it a listen
2: Ladies Are you tired of chipping your nails on wooden crates and oil barrels while searching for power-ups? Exhausted from wasting time trying to protect your hands during fights with mayors and policemen Now there's Poison Pumps
4: Hi, I'm Poison from Mad Gear Gang. Ladies, I know how frustrating it can be to protect your nails these days. If you want crime rates to go up and chipped nails to go down, strap a pair of my poison pumps on and get ready to kick your crime life up a notch.
2: Poison pumps are a special brand of high heels that come in a variety of colors and weapons. Feel free to mix toxic pink with our patented spike soles, perfect for breaking and entering. Need to get into a barrel? No problem go green with our emerald wasteland that has a secret stash of acid right in the heel. Need to get rid of a hero's heroism? Wipe that smirk off his face by making him explode with our bombshell blues, where every kick is an explosion. Listen to this real-life testament from one of Poison's fellow gang members. Poison pumps
1: are personally tested by Poison herself and include a no money back guarantee if they don't work. Wait. Who are, who are you testing these on?
4: Yeah.
3: Ah!
4: With Poison Pumps, you get my personal stamp of approval every time.
2: Poison Pumps, now available in all Metro City shoe stores. We are not liable for anything that happens to anyone ever.
1: Oh, my spleen! Uh,
0: seriously, I, I think I need an ambulance here. I just realized I wrote <laughs> that that you get a no money back guarantee yep. if they don't work. I think I said that something like that. Yeah, I think it was like a double negative. Yeah, what yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's I didn't even realize that I wrote this one. And uh, I, I think this is, of course, our second episode, so we're really trying to hone in on making actual products. This is before we started getting into like skits. Yeah, it's more yeah. like when we were doing like straight up commercials. So. This is one of my favorites, and I, I loved my, this is my wife, uh, Patty, who was at the time just my girlfriend, and she she delivered the lines for Poison, and I thought she did a great job. Like, it was really, like, her delivery was pretty solid. It was like that sultry, raspy kind of, um, you know, poison voice that I was yeah, going for yeah, yeah. in my head, so. Um, and I love your, like, goon voice. It's It was very, um... It's
1: like half a Bobo, half
2: Brooklyn.
3: Yeah, like. yeah. <laughs>
2: poison
0: pumps. <laughs> yeah so the, i don't know what were your memories on this one this one i
1: i remember being shocked about how knowledgeable you were about women's fashion for one
0: uh <laughs> <laughs> I, I i am pretty sure i just really liked colors so i'm pretty sure I, I was just like all right i need like specific colors yeah yeah so no it, yeah. was,
1: it was fun and it, it, it was great i think i think the end result sounded like it belonged in the final fight universe yeah, you know, yeah. with the with the background music and the and the voices so uh yeah, I think I think it went over pretty well. It, it, it's it's funny because we were so green at doing oh, all yeah. of this, mm-hmm. so uh, it, it really helped me actually kind of hone my skills at audio editing too mm-hmm. with sound effects and stuff. So yeah. we were, you know, I probably now now I listen to it, I'm like, oh, I could have changed this or I could have put yeah. this effect here or use this sound effect, but you know, back then it was like I had a very limited amount of of, yeah.
0: of stuff to work with. So I really like the sound effect that you put in for right when she like. Punches the the bad guy uh, or whatever, and it's like it's like a it's like a rolling like yeah like yeah that's, that's like a combo yeah 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 that was that was
1: cool how you fit <laughs> that in. So we have a pixel chat question that kind of ties into all of this. This is from Chris Murray, who seems to ask a pixel chat question every week, but he's Yay! always got some great questions to yes, ask. Yes, he does. Uh, so he asks what our most and least favorite skit characters were. Speaking of skits oh, and characters. Man. Well, for me, I mean, I love doing Ryu. He's so snarky. Yeah. Uh, he's so fun to play. I really like a Bobo as well. Yep. But his voice is so gravel like, it really gets, like, it really hurts yeah. my throat after a while. <laughs> um, we haven't had a Bobo in a sketch in a while. Not in a while. We kind of, like, after a Bobo's Robo Hobo risotto, I kind of ran out of <laughs> words. <laughs> I started reaching a little bit with that one. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's,
1: he's a lot of fun.
0: All right. What's um, least least
1: favorite? Oh, I really don't like um. What's his face? Um.
0: Nick Carney. Nick Carney. Really? No. Yeah. Oh, well, man. just his
1: voice is so great. Like it's good because he's so annoying sounding. Right, right. That playing a character opposite him yeah. like helps me be annoyed with. Right. Him, you know. so sure. I, I need to be annoyed by him because yeah. he's annoying. So. I
0: I love doing the Nick Carney thing just because I I it's fun to write because I'm always the one that writes the Nick Carney sketches so. Anytime that we're, writing I don't want those. to touch them. No, no, no. <laughs> I want to. No, I, I, <laughs> I, I really enjoy writing those just because I can think up the most like inner nerdy aspects of me being like a gamer and a collector and kind of yeah. like make those super eccentric and goofy. And so that's that's kind of it's like one of those things like I I used to work at a video game store so I know what things to say to video game employees yeah, yeah. to really annoy the crap out of them. So that that's I still to this day want to do another Nick Carney or maybe like a Nick Carney's kid brother sketch where it's like his kid brother knows nothing about video games or is just getting into them. And like I would base it on a real life experience where I had where I had this one uh, customer who I when I worked at I uh, was a manager of a game store and there was this one customer who I don't know there's something up with him or whatever. I don't know he had he was somewhere he had some kind of issue or whatever. But he was obsessed with Resident Evil, so he would collect Resident Evil games on PlayStation. It's and kind of would, obsessively. Yeah, and then once he got all of them, he would sell them all immediately and then buy them all for, like, GameCube. Like, mm. buy all the ports. Oh, okay. And then okay. he would sell those and then do the same thing. So it's very 30 singular, cast. yeah, okay. Right, right, right. So, like, I, I I, always, like, wanted to make a commercial based on that. So, <laughs> like, a, a weird kid brother of, of Nick Carney. But, yeah, I like, uh, I, lo- I love the Star Fox... Uh, commercials; those are always fun to do. The Star Fox diaries, and then also the—I really want to do more of these. The uh, vi- uh, video game-like uh, dating oh, ones. I—I yeah. I, I think that there's so much room for hilarity in those. Definitely gonna write more of those in the future. So yeah. It's
1: funny how our writing styles are so different. You like the very wordy. Well, yeah, I'm a writer, oriented, so. and I'm, I, yeah. I go for more like the slapsticky kind yeah. of like every line is a little joke in and of itself. Right. Kind of a, so different. Neither, neither one is bad; it's just very different very styles different. Of, of writing. You can, I guess if you were, I, actually, I wonder—a question for the for the listeners: if you, if you guys can figure out which, you know, which oh, which, which skits ones, are written by which yeah. person, because we really don't we that's, don't announce that. That's so.
0: true. That's true. Yeah, but I, I definitely wrote this poison pumps one. Yeah. All right, so uh, let's get into our next track. So this is my pick. This is Power Rangers Time Force on the Game Boy Color. Uh, this is Level 4 Fable City Future by my man's Iku Mizutani, <laughs> my favorite composer. Your best
3: bro.
1: My
0: best bro. And uh, this was played on Episode 71, which is where we interviewed Iku Mizutani.
3: What's up, everybody? I
2: am Shred, and you're listening to of Tunes Radio, episode 100. Congratulations, guys. Here's to 100 more.
0: Welcome back. That was Power Rangers. Time Force on the Game Boy Color was released in 2001, and that track was Level 4, Fable City Future, and that was by Iku Mizutani. Uh, That was played on Episode 71, the Iku Mizutani episode where we interviewed him. I remember how much back and forth we had with him, and to be honest, like, for a while I really didn't think it was going to happen. You know, I had reached out to him. I think we recorded this when? This was... Last year, right? Right. Right. Yeah, just around last year. Episode yeah. 71. So, yeah. yeah, about 20 episodes ago. So, yeah, because... 30 episodes ago. Yeah. Uh, we did the Akamajo Densetsu episode, the same song, different system with that. Yep. With Castlevania 3, which, you know, a lot of people love that episode. And so this episode was right before that. We I, I reached out to him in June to try to get him. Uh, to be on the episode, and there was just so much dialogue back and forth. And uh, you know, we want to also thank uh, Brian from Pixelated Audio for helping us with that episode. He was That's a huge part of getting that to happen. Huge part. Yeah, a lot he, of work. Just because we once he finally agreed to to do the episode, we obviously didn't want to have him like he, he wasn't able to actually be on the episode. So I had come up with a bunch of questions to ask him. And I went ahead and uh, sent those to Brian. Brian translated them into Japanese. I sent him the English and Japanese questions, and then he answered in Japanese, and then I sent it back to Brian. Brian had to translate, and then he gave it back to us via the show itself. So when we were hearing those answers, that was the first time that we were hearing them. It wasn't like we listened to, you know, what, we we read what he had said. Like, Brian was basically the voice of Ikumizutani in that circumstance. So. That was really cool, um, and it was just we learned so much about like video game composition from a Japanese composer's perspective that we really didn't have any clue on. So it was really super interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah, we got some very uh, like burning questions answered that we had yeah. always kind of wondered about uh, a lot about what his his roles were outside of just being a composer mm-hmm. and and how he worked with other people and how. Um, you know, music would be collaborated on more than just individual people writing individual pieces. So right. there's a lot of cool stuff that that we had no idea about, maybe theorized about at times. But mm-hmm. uh, and then we got to play some amazing music from him yeah. as well, including this track. So it was a really good memory having having him a part of that show, even if he couldn't be there live.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, that that's still episode 71's one of my favorites. That's definitely a, one that I still go back to and listen to this day. So, but yeah, the the track itself, I really love. Right before the loop when it's like dun 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 I love that. I love the whole, you know, noodley melodies that are going on the beginning of dun dun up and down. The
1: melody almost reminds me of like an Alberto Gonzalez song. do 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 you know, not as bouncy, but it's got that same kind of like wistful kind of feeling to it that a lot of Gonzalez's music has. Uh, and Mizutani is usually more along the lines of, like, you know, the, the rockin' out, you know, right. thrashy metal kind of song. Yeah. This one kind of skirts the line, because all the backing instruments are, are very hard rockin', mm-hmm. but that main melody is almost like a like a flute or a violin or something that's a lot more classical right. and a lot more whimsical. It's a mm. pretty good juxtaposition nice. between the two sounds.
0: Nice balance, yeah. Exactly. All right, so our next Pixel Chat question comes to us from Dan Basiglia, and he says, What do you feel is the single most iconic video game sound effect. I'm going to go with the coin noise from Mario. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Yep. Makes sense. I mean, you hear that noise, you know what it is. Yep. I was going to say the, the Street Fighter 2 punch sound effect. You okay. know, you hear that all over the place. They use it in you know Final Fight and Street Fighter. Mm. You kind of, you hear that sound effect and you know it's a punch. You know, mm. it's like, there's you can't really mistake it for anything else. Yeah. Uh, and they kind of use the same similar sound effects. I think Natsume did it in a lot of their Ninja Warriors games. You know, you kind of hear that little, like, thud right. all over the place. Mm-hmm. So um, that's one of the most iconic for me.
0: Also, the Final Fight sound effect, uh, specifically on Super NES, when it sounds like a door being slammed, but it's like... <laughs> yeah. Like, that, that, that really cool, like, sound effect. I, I don't know what it is about that one, but that... That always stands out to me. If I was to go with like personal favorites, the screw attack sound effect from Metroid, like the original first Metroid, mm-hmm. and also anytime there's like a monster sound effect in an NES game, specifically uh, like Robocop on the NES, the Data East game, it has these moments where there's like a, a it's either I think it's Ed 209, and in the movie. ED-209 has more like animal type sound effects Mm. and so they tried to replicate that as best as possible in in the game and it just it sounds like sounds kind of glitchy yeah like something shutting down like a like it's it's hard to explain interesting yeah Yeah.
1: I think that the Sonic Spin Dash is also very iconic I'm going more from like a you know like a a worldwide perspective rather than just iconic for me you know everybody here you you hear that Spin Dash even if you're not a video game fan you kind of you can see Sonic
0: rolling up into a ball and yeah. kinda smoking out and, and running around a loop or something like that. The sonic ring noise, when you get a yep. ring. Yep. That one as well, because I actually hear that sometimes in certain gas stations out, out of the like, not really in Connecticut, but like if we leave the state if I'm like on a trip or something and I go to a gas station, I, I always hear that sound effect, like the <laughs> and yeah. I'm like
6: somebody pick up a ring
0: <laughs> i went to a restaurant where some kid was playing a sonic game like on his ipad or something like that and i was hearing the ring noise and in the back of my head i'm like i'm looking around and my wife's like looking at me like what is wrong with What's you like on? what is what is your deal and i'm like you don't hear
3: that is am Egg
0: i going our crazy food? like i was like am i having a stroke or something like <laughs> as i'm looking around I'm like who's collecting rings and then all of a sudden she's like oh wait i hear that too and then like some friends of ours that were with us were like wait now I hear it and we're looking around. We turn around and there's a kid playing like Sonic on his iPad. And we're like ah,
1: sounds like the beginning of a dude you haven't played this game episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm suddenly like you're a... like
0: sucked into the, the game or something like that. Yeah, like am like, I having a stroke? <laughs> do I smell toast burning? Speaking, oh, speaking of uh, smelling toast burning, what's
1: our next track? I don't know what that has to do with this, but <laughs> the next track is a burner. It is uh, the song Cryptech. From Crypt of the Necro Dancer, which came out in 2015, composed by Danny Baranowski, and this is from Episode 50, our Free Picks 2 Hyper Fighting Edition episode.
2: Hi, this is Barry Leach, composer of hundreds of video games, and I wanted to wish you guys at Pixel Tunes Radio a very happy 100th episode anniversary. Congratulations, guys! Keep doing what you do.
1: Back that was Cryptech From the game Crypt of the Necrodancer Composed by Danny Baranowski And this was from Episode 50 Free Picks 2 Hyper Fighting Edition This was um, Obviously our second Free Picks episode And I I realized that We hadn't been doing Like any Free Picks episodes Everything was like A theme And there was a bunch of Stragglers Yeah a bunch of tracks That I had picked up That like didn't really Fit into any particular theme And I kind of really Wanted to play them And show Mm. them off so we decided every 10th episode we would start doing Free Picks, which was nice because it was like a nice break. We didn't have to research things so hard. Right. We got to just have a good time and play some cool jams. Yeah. So uh, this was one of the standouts from from my selections from our Free Picks episode. It just reflects so much of what I listened to outside of VGM. It has this very kind of uh, grindy, like uh, early Marilyn Manson feel. Mm. And actually later after we did this, Uh, episode and played this track, I I found an interview with Danny Baranowski, and he said he actually patterned this song after several Marilyn Manson songs, because that's what the developers asked him to do. So I was like, oh, so that's where it really kind of, you know, came together for me. Yeah. So it really, really felt like that. Um, This is just a track that I put, like, I I have a folder of, like, favorite VGM of all time that I always put on my phone and kind of put on random whenever I'm taking a long drive somewhere. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I always love when this one comes on, especially when you're, like, driving down the highway. You just kind of, like, rock out, pretend you're, like, in a quentin tarantino movie or something right? yeah yeah
0: no i i remember really not liking this track initially but you know reflecting on it again listening to it again i, I like it a lot more than the first time i listened oh, to it. it there are still parts that kind of seem a little bit too repetitive to me just like more towards the later part of the track where yeah. it's just it it's like a like i just yeah. I, I guess i kind of get bored with that that dude it almost sounds to me like um a CD is skipping, or it sounds like um <laughs> like a like a circus gone wrong, right? Like an right. Industrial yeah. music circus, and that's you know
1: that's where the genres that we listen to have a big difference because a lot of the music that I listen to, like techno and industrial, yeah. have a lot of repeating parts. Yeah, and uh, like like we've talked about tons and tons of times. I'm I'm very much into groove and rhythm, and you're mm-hmm. very much into melody. And, right. and a lot of the music you listen to, Iron Maiden, yeah. different parts come in and out. There aren't a lot of repetitious aspects to yeah. that music. There's so. a lot of
0: progressive. Time changes that I like in music and I like a lot of music that uh, changes but still remains repetitive over time so if yeah. I hear something that's like a groove that's like re- very repetitive I kind of tune out but if it's a funky groove then it's different. Right, right. So like a lot of the stuff that we play with like the Sharp X68000, the PC98, like all that FM stuff I really dig because it's usually like really funky groovy type stuff hmm. that to me, doesn't get as repetitive as something like this, but I, I do feel like this would have been a really good Halloween track too. Yeah. You know, maybe like this, yeah. this would have really fit in because it does have that kind of spooky feeling to yeah, it. Yeah, it it does. It's more yeah. like a
1: like a Michael Jackson's thriller than yes. it is like a ghouls and ghosts kind of oh, feel. Oh, sure, yeah, definitely. Definitely.
0: And then I, I was thinking to myself while I was listening to this and I'm like, Danny Baronowski, I was like, where have I heard that name before? And then I remembered, like, didn't he do Super Meat Boy? He did. That's why. So yep. this sounds a lot like some of the stuff in Super Meat Boy. Right. It's yeah. very similar to that, so yeah, so I definitely like this track more than I did when we first played it. So, I will say that. Cool. Yeah, so it yes. has aged well for me in my, in my brain. <laughs> Good to know, Granulum. I hope
1: everyone else enjoyed it too. I think this is really the only non-chip music yeah. uh, song we have for the entire episode, I think so, which is yeah. very interesting. I yeah. I think I think I kind of tried to pick one purposefully because I didn't want to go so totally retro because that's not yeah. over the last hundredth episodes we're we're not just totally a retro show. Oh, I wanted definitely. to at least, you know, signify that with with a, a quote unquote modern VGM tune at least a little bit. So. Yeah, it's
0: kinda of funny. You, like you only picked one track for this and I only picked I didn't pick any NES tracks for this yeah, whole episode. Yeah. So it's kinda of like what are we doing here? But you know, I, I tried to pick stuff that was very memorable to me personally, exactly, uh, and, and stuff. That and I, sometimes I the memorable stuff it. you
1: associate with the show is yeah. stuff that you haven't listened to outside the show. Right. So it makes more sense that that would be non NES stuff because you yeah. listen to NES stuff outside of the show. Yes. So, so uh, let's see. We've got one more Pixel Chat question from Chris Murray, who is a fountain of Pixel Chat questions. Yes. His question, uh, basically, he just wants us to reflect on our last 100 episodes. Do we have any regrets or missed opportunities? And what things are we most proud of?
0: Most proud of definitely any of the composer interviews that we did. I thought those were some of our best episodes.
1: I'm most proud of going 100 episodes without
0: audibly farting. That's true. During a recording. That's true. And knowing our stomach problems. (laughs) That is a big feat. (laughs) Right. Stomach tunes radio. (laughs) Pixel farts radio. Yes. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Um, I'm going to say for regrets... Uh, I I would honestly say probably my my least favorite episode that I don't think I've gone back to listen to was the one we did with, uh, those guys that were doing the Kickstarter. Oh, yeah. yeah. Players, oh, uh, Player
1: Players' Choice. Score. Players' Score. Well, we called the episode Players' Choice. Right. With the Players' Score players guys. Score. That was a Kickstarter that never materialized, right. unfortunately. Yeah. It sounded really cool, too, because they were going to yeah. do this huge film with interviews with composers and yeah. stuff, and, uh, we were very gung-ho about it, and mm-hmm. I guess funding ran out, or they just weren't able to complete their tasks, so, yeah. uh. But and they they had some audio issues too, so th- that was a lot. There was a, kind of a big uh, struggle with that show to get that one out and sounding okay.
0: That was our first episode that we did recording with somebody who wasn't in the room. Correct, if I recall. Right. So there, that was definitely and, like uh, one of their mics had died. Yeah. Like, they
1: were, there was two guys, both with headset mics. Yep. And so I had to like. I could only barely hear the other guy whose mic wasn't working because it was being picked up by right. the guy whose mic was working. That was a huge challenge, So I had to I boost up that volume for him. Yeah, yeah. it was it was a, it was a headache. It was kind of a nightmare. We got it out, and
0: there, there was some good music in that show. Uh, but. Yeah, I agree. I just, uh, I don't know what it is. I, I guess just bad, you know, juju. Yeah. I guess, moju juju. I don't know. Missed opportunities, I would say we were trying to get an interview with uh, Mishru Yamane. And we were going back and forth with discussion with somebody, I can't remember who it was, it was somebody from, uh, somebody that I was working with uh, through Mike McDaniel, one of our, you know, uh, big time listeners, you know, long time listeners. Somebody Castlevania related? uh, Yeah, I think so, it was either Castlevania or Bloodstain related, and we went back and forth for a while, and I was really excited to get it, and it just never happened, I don't know, she's... Probably insanely busy, so yeah, you know, yeah, she had like a world tour going on at the time and didn't happen.
1: Yeah, and then you know there have been several composers over the past 100 episodes where we've gotten in touch with them and then communication has kind of dropped off for whatever yeah. reason. But you know I don't want to you know name too many names oh, or sure like that. No,
0: but we you know we understand that everyone gets busy and people you know have crazy schedules and you know for anybody to take a time out of their day to even answer an email for us is like much appreciated. Right, so, right, right. You know because we're just Two guys who love VGM, you know. Basically. Yeah.
1: And hearing our own voices.
0: Yeah. <laughs> two dudes who love tunes. So let's move on to our next track. Uh, do we have to? Yeah, we have to.
1: <laughs> and we had to get here eventually.
0: Yeah, we did. This is a track from episode one of Pixel. Episode tunes Radio. one. Episode. I fig- yeah,
1: I figure at least we had to play something from episode. Uh, that's one.
0: kind of where I was at. I was like, and and what what track have we referenced more? than than this track global gladiators on the sega genesis game came out in 1993 this is the title screen music by mr tommy Talarico. oh boy
1: oh hey emily
5: hey josh where are we we're in a pixel tunes radio podcast
4: oh no wonder the graphics are so good
5: yeah, and all my weapons are way more powerful.
4: Wow, that must be because the show has charged up so much energy over a hundred podcast episodes.
5: Holy smokes, a hundred episodes? You know what that means.
4: Yup, it's time for a round of congratulations.
3: Congratulations, all your frustrations. Happy of you got it airport, oh, sun! Are you, are you, are you ready? Yeah! Cool! Are you ready? Awesome! Yeah! Ouch! Yeah! Yeah! You did it! Yeah! Cool! Are you ready? Awesome! Yeah! Ouch! Yeah! You did it! Yeah! Cool! Are you ready? Awesome! Yeah! Awesome! You
0: did it! What a g- g- great track! Uh, great is very subjective. <laughs> Global yeah. Gladiators on the Sega Genesis. Nineteen ninety-three was the year of release. The track was title screen by Mr. Tommy Talarico, and that was played way back when on episode Uno. Episode 100 one hundred
1: episodes ago.
0: Yes. Craziness!
1: Wow. Yeah, when we started off, man. I don't know.
0: I wasn't nervous about
1: it. Like, no. I've, I've listened to like, um, like. Uh, Pixelated Audio recently did a retrospective and they talked about how they had to... Basically, it was it was a specifically a look back at their, their first episode, Golden mm. Axe. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about how nervous they were and how they had to restart it like 15 times because really? they just couldn't get it down. Hmm. I feel like... I think you and I just like... The first take, we just like, boom. We just nailed it out there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And I don't know why and I don't know how. (laughs) But we spent a lot of time you know, working on what the show was going to be about and what we were going to talk about. And we had little hand signals to wave back and forth to each other when we were done talking so we didn't talk over each other. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we just had that kind of stuff down. And uh, I I, I don't know. I look back on our first episode and I feel like it isn't that rough. Like as rough as I expected it to be. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, I think that... Overall, we did a pretty good job initially. I kind of feel like this was a weird topic because it was like a composer showcase. So the way that we did this episode was we took one track that was very familiar from the composer and then we picked another track. That was not as familiar. And this is back when we did 10 tracks only. Right. Uh, we and bumped then, it up. Back to back tracks, too. Yeah, we bumped it up somewhere around like episode 30 ish, I think, to 12 people were, tracks.
1: People were asking for more music. Yeah,
0: people wanted more music and less talking, so we just gave more talking and more music. <laughs> Basically. So. <laughs> <laughs> somehow
1: adding two more tracks added yeah. an extra hour to the show. Yeah, somehow. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure.
0: So, Global Gladiators, I kind of feel like I, I don't remember how this came up. This track in a nightmare. I, in a nightmare somewhere. I, I I don't remember. I think maybe I bought the game used somewhere and listened to it, and I thought this is really goofy and really weird, and it just. It, it, I think the other track that we picked to kind of, you know, bounce this off of for Tommy Talarico was that Earthworm Jim Two track,
1: Lorenzo Soil.
0: Right, Lorenzo yeah. Soil, and that was just such a different sounding Tommy Tallarico track. I don't know why that was the more popular track that we picked. Because Earthworm Jim was a more popular game. I guess, yeah. yeah. You know,
1: actually, I I would like to revisit this topic at some point, because I'd like to get into more of a discussion. I'd like to pick two, not necessarily more popular and less popular, but two different songs from a composer that have, have very different sounds. Yeah. You know, like Yuzo Koshiro does his dance stuff, but yeah. also his orchestral stuff. Yeah, that's true. Maybe not not composers as popular as him, but mm-hmm. maybe some more obscure composers that have very different styles of composing and kind of you know compare yeah. and contrast stuff like that. I think that would be, be a cool episode to revisit.
0: Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. I, I, I just remember us uh, kind of hashing out how you came over one day well, I think you had the day off or something like that. It was, it was like, like a weekend or something it was, like yeah, that. Yeah, it was like Martin Luther King Day or something Maybe like that. I was just hanging out by myself. It and, was sometime in January, so yeah. it must have been like a holiday. It must have been Martin Luther King Day because I i probably went into work later on so you probably came over in the morning i had the whole day off yeah work for a school system right right so yeah i think you had mentioned it when we were hanging out one day and you and i met shortly before then i think you and i met in a couple months before couple months before october november and then we did we started this off in january yeah yeah so it was like one of those things we're like oh do you want to do a VGM podcast i was like yeah so we we kind of sat down that day and we hashed out the details. We wrote it all out in a notebook and which I still have. I think I scanned it and put it on the Facebook yeah. group. Yeah, that was kind of the beginning. And then we recorded it. And then we decided we were going to do every other like a week. So that was kind of the start of how the yeah how the podcast. And then went.
1: you played this track, and I was like, "What the hell did I get myself yeah.
0: into?" <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. This track is awesome. You know,
1: when, when I saw you pick this track, I was like, why is he wasting one of his picks on this thing? But then, you know, you before you play the track, you kind of framed it up nicely. This is one of those tracks that started in episode one that's kind of become like a Pixel Tunes meme. Yeah. We've referenced it on the show. It's been a, a reference from fans on yep. the Facebook group. It's just become kind of like one of our like Inside Pixel jokes. Tunes lore yeah. kind of Pixeltoons Pixel Tunes universe kind of a joke. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're right. I th- I think it does actually have a place in this yeah. in this episode for
0: sure. Yeah, I, I, I had to fit it in somewhere. I mean That's what you, she said. That is what she said. Yeah, there, there's just so many like ridiculous Pixel Tunes lore tracks jokes, like, inside jokes that I I think were, I I don't know, I wouldn't say well-known for, but I think that, like, long-time listeners will remember...
1: Yeah, uh, we can mention it as an in joke on the show and people will understand. What we're right,
0: about. right. Yeah. yeah, like the one, the All My Justice, the, the track Do, do that You in the Justice? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's where that came from. That's where that came from, was that track that we played earlier, the I'll Save You All My Justice. I'll do you right in the Justice. Oh, man.
1: All right. So, speaking of jokes and funny stuff, why don't we get into another commercial break? Yes. Uh, this was one that was written by me. Uh, this is from episode 11, our totally Game Boy episode. And this one is called Game Bro. This is the Game Boy.
4: Hi, my name is Game Boy.
1: Isn't he cute? Haha, <laughs> he plays all sorts of great games.
4: Would you like to play a game with me? We can play Super Mario Land or Pokemon and Alpha chicken.
1: Oh, maybe later, little one.
4: Okay, la la la.
1: Isn't he adorable, folks? Well, I know you. You don't want adorable. You want a system that can kick ass and rock out and fart and do manly stuff. Well, we've got just the thing for you. Introducing Game Bro. Yo ho ho! Where are the game ladies at? This ain't your grandma's Tetris machine. You've grown up with the Game Boy, and now the Game Boy has grown up with you. This baby runs on pure testosterone and beer. It comes with a razor so you can shave its back. It requires deodorant every morning. And best of all... It only plays sports
2: games. That's right! NBA, NHL, NFL, PGA, PBA, MLE, and, uh, soccer. Yeah! You won't see any Pikachus ruining this manly physique. Now let's go watch some cheerleader
1: cutscenes. The Game Bro. 69 bits of hard-hitting, alcohol, swelling, stubble, growing fun. Pre-order now at Gameflop.com. BreastBuy, or Shamazon.com. Not legal for sale where you live.
2: Uh, yeah, that's the stuff. Ah. I love uh, BreastBuy. BreastBuy. That, that's, that's
1: great. Shamazon.com. Yeah. Shamazon. I, You know, I I, I love that, that skit because I had kind of a view of what the game bro should sound like, sure. but I kind of left it up to you. Okay. And I think you... Went in a different direction than I was originally planning, but it was so much better than what I was planning. Okay. And by juxtaposition, Eddie just sounded so cute and adorable. Yeah,
0: that was hilarious. I love Alfred. I love Alfred Chicken. Yeah. When he was just like, "Yeah, we can play this game or that game or Alfred Chicken." Like, (laughs) obviously, you knew of Alfred Chicken. Come on.
1: Yeah. So he was in like. Fourth grade, I think, when we did this one. He was pretty young. Yeah, he's in seventh grade now. Seventh so, grade. Jeez, yeah, man. He's, Where's the time he's fly? T- Twelve years old. His voice has changed. It's not so cute and squeaky hey. anymore. So, hey guys. yeah, it was kind of kind of fun listening to this, and, and he's a pretty good voice actor too. He's he's he did well with this one. Yeah, yeah. he's done good in a lot of the stuff that we've given him, and he's going to be taking a theater class uh, at the end of like the second half of his year in, in, uh, in middle school this nice. year, so I'm hoping that he kind of gets into it, because I did a lot of theater in school and I loved That's it too, cool. so. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, I mean, this this was just a fun episode to do. Um, it was our first console spotlight, yeah, and one that required, uh, I think one of the first ones that re- required like a lot of... Research. Uh, research and, yeah. and, you know, finding out different facts about the Game Boy, how the sound chip worked, we talked about that a little mm-hmm. bit. We try to educate as much as possible, oh, too. Oh, definitely. Like, like, our, like our motto says at the beginning, we like to have fun doing it, yeah. so uh, there's a lot of humor and just Fart jokes involved. Sure. Shaving. Yeah. Game boy backs. And yeah. Stuff like that, that
0: was gross. Shaving Game Boy's back. Ugh. Oh man. So yeah, I, I was
1: going through a bunch of these last night, just trying to figure out which uh, skits I wanted to play on the show. I don't. I don't know if my wife had ever heard this one before. She. She must have because I must have played it because Eddie was in it. Sure. But she didn't remember it. So she. she- she was really cracking up at the at the farting and doing yeah. stuff and shaving the Game Bros back and, and that I remember, needs deodorant every morning.
0: I remember all the names that I was like rattling off like MLB, NBA. <laughs> and like I think I kind of, I don't think I wrote that out. I, I
1: had a bunch listed, but yeah. then I just
0: did dot, 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 like your voice trailed
1: right, off. Right. So you kind of added all that, like I don't even know what those were at the end. They weren't sports no, organizations some, at some all. Some
0: of them were actually. What's I- MLE. MLE. Uh, No, I think I said MLB. Well, MLB makes sense. MLB, yeah, that's baseball. But I I think I was at the point where I was running out of breath, and you could tell, because I'm like... "Uh, uh, uh," (laughs) And soccer. (laughs) All right.
3: All right.
1: So let's
0: get into our next track. What do you got
1: for us? Absolutely. This is what I consider to be the... Greatest find I have ever made for Pixel Tunes, and one of my favorite tracks I've ever played on the show. Very cool. Uh, this is Interception Mission 1 from the game Psy Battler, which came out on the arcade in 1993, composed by a bunch of aliases Pow, Yu Masaaki, Y Tsujimi, and Kiki.
4: Hey, into Mike and all the pixel tuners out there, this is Matt, aka Cygnus Destroyer and the LJN Defender, and I'm here to wish you well on this epic milestone of 100 episodes. Wow, it just seems like yesterday when Ed was just cameoing the Dude, You Haven't Played These Games episodes, and now you guys, here you are, you've got this community here, you guys love sharing video game music, it's really freaking cool. So proud of you guys and uh, I had a blast being on the show and I would love to be on again if you guys want me Keep on rocking them tunes uh, showing the love to Tim Fallon and David Wise, Yuzo Koshiro All those maestros of the chip tune and regular orchestrations. I always love listening to your episodes I've listened to everyone some of them more than once always enjoyable. You guys just really broaden my my taste in music you uh leave me to experience stuff I'd never heard before. And uh, the topics that you guys come up with is just uh, very creative. I always love your uh, same song, different system episodes, especially the Akamajo Densetsu one. That one is probably my favorite episode. You guys definitely need to do more episodes like that. But anyway, uh, I've been a faithful listener to your stuff, and I'm going to continue listening to it like everybody else listening right now awesome job on the 100 episodes here's to 100 and more twitter and more and beyond i'm sure you guys can do it you guys keep on kicking ass anyway this is matt aka cygnus destroyer and the ljn defender signing out
1: My pants! That my was <laughs> that was interception mission one from the arcade game Psy Battler, published by Jalico, came out in 1993 by Pow, Yu Masaki, Wai Tsugimi, and Kiki. I wish I knew who these people were because I oh, want to hug them and kiss them and give them my babies or something like Whoa. that. Yeah, that was her episode there. 48 Jalico Jams, which we uh, mentioned at the beginning of the show was one of those episodes where we were kind of uh it was all
0: me yeah you're welcome yeah you suggested it but we were kind of uh what's the word for it worried i think i was kind of like this would be a great idea
3: Holy oh cow. man,
0: we got to actually find good tracks, music, good music in Jalico jams. And so. then
1: I found this and I was like, "Oh my lord, we yeah. need to play this on the show." Yeah. Um I don't know everything about this, this track from the instrument choices to the different solos to that bump, ba dum bum
0: bump, that just constant driving beat. I love beat. the cuz it sounds like almost like a spy type yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, it, it does. But it's only there. It's only in that beginning part of the track yeah. that then it just kind of fades out. It's good stuff. But then it makes that loop sound so
1: much better because it sounds oh, so yeah. cool. It's like, all right, I'll listen to it one more time. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, <laughs> I'm not the kind of person that likes to listen to things like those 30-minute loops on, on, on sure. YouTube. This track I could just repeat over and over again. And I, I will probably not get tired for much longer than I
0: would with most other tracks. Yeah, yeah. No, this is a this is a great find. Yeah,
1: it was good this stuff. and uh, Soldam that that uh, puzzle game
0: oh man that track is so damn good so
1: damn good yeah that was a skit that we did too yeah. that was funny but those were the two real gems in my opinion that we found from this episode that i was i was very happily surprised to see you know, so much good music coming out of Jalico back in the day that they never really got a lot of credit for. I think yeah. their music was really underrated. Uh, if you haven't listened to that episode, definitely go back and take a listen because if was one of those things that you skipped over and you're like, oh, I don't want to hear music from Bases Loaded, like, sure. definitely
0: go check it out because yeah. you'll be surprised with some stuff that's on there. No, we found some really amazing stuff for that episode. Um, it was just, there was a lot of variety. It was really cool. And, uh, you know, to be honest, I haven't really revisited the episode, but mm. I'm gonna after listening to this track because it, it's... They, they did some good stuff. Yes, good yes. Stuff. We gushed
1: quite a bit over yeah.
0: it when we played it originally. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, like there were puddles like under your seat. So much gushing. Yeah, so much gushing. I, was
1: de- yeah. I just, like
0: had yeah. to bring Gatorade with me. Right.
1: Dehydrating yeah, from yeah. all the gushing. Yeah. <laughs> so much gushing.
0: Cool. You did it. We did it. <laughs> so well, let's get into our next track. This, I, I've been wanting to talk about this track forever, well, since the episode, which was episode 68, which was the Taito uh, episode that uh, I didn't do. That's right. This was you and Brian who filled in for me. Uh, Brian from Pixelated Audio Ooh. filled in. You were off getting married. Uh, I was off getting married. So, uh, this is Psychic Force, the arcade and PlayStation. Uh, the track came out in 1996. Burning Storm is the name of the track. It's by Hideki Takahagi, also known as Hagi or Zontata Gem.
6: Hi, Ed and Mike. I am Alberto González
0: and I'd like to congratulate you guys for your 100th episode. It's
6: really amazing. I hope you make a lot more in the future. Bye.
0: welcome back. That was Psychic Force, the arcade and PlayStation game released in 1996. That track was Burning Storm by Hideki Takahagi, and that was played on episode 68, the Taito episode that I was not part of, but I had to pick this track. Yeah, it's so good. This is the oh, uh, man. this is the
1: arcade version of the track, by the way. There's a yes. arranged version on the PlayStation you can also hear,
0: which is also ah, amazing. Okay, good stuff. I remember listening to that episode because I, I made the... Uh, I did make the video portions. I, I don't remember when it was. I think it was like... It wasn't too long sh- after. It wasn't too long yeah. after, but I released the video portions after. So I, I'm always the one that puts the video portion together. So I'm listening to this and I hadn't heard the episode. Like you basically posted the episode and you're like, here's, here's the track. Give it a listen or whatever. Yeah. So I didn't see any of the tracks that you guys were picking for this. So I'm listening to it and I'm just like rocking out to this track in particular. (laughs) I was just like, oh my god. I was like, why did he have to
3: pick
4: this track?
0: Because I think it was either you or... Did you pick this one? This was a track from me, yeah. Okay, okay. All right. Yeah. So, yeah. this so was, good. This was great. So good. So good.
1: So maybe you can pick the, the PlayStation version at some point. Oh, there we go. you right. still enjoy it.
0: All right. Or we could do, like, a same song, different system for Psychic Force. Do a comparison, sure. Yeah. Uh, this track was also in the 2012 version of the game, so, uh, Psychic Force 2012, which was released.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. And that was a, yet a different version of this track. It's a different so, version. Yeah.
0: It's it's also pretty good, but, oh, man, this version is, in particular, just really good. I love how that... that Lead harmony that dun, dun 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 I love how that changes when they get into the meat of the track, like the actual yeah, verse. Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah. I would love to hear Retro Shred, Jeff Leppard, I'd love to hear him cover oh, yeah. this. I think
0: he would do a really
1: good job. Oh definitely. So yeah. if you're listening to us, Jeff, get on it.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah, this track. you
1: get so many views.
0: Yeah,
3: from from <laughs> from us, just, just over just and over Ed again. Ed Nye, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, this 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 track was great. I just I have no words. It's just so so good. I love Zuntata, I love the stuff that they do. But this this track and uh, and the Daddy Mulk track are two of my favorites from them. Yeah, for yeah. sure.
1: Uh, and, and as far as this episode goes, I mean, I, I had a
0: lot of fun doing this one because. You guys were doing your uh, the, the side podcast. The, we were uh, doing Impulse Project Impulse as well. For, yeah, so we yeah. kind
1: of just set everything up like we did with Impulse Project. It yep. wasn't any extra effort to get him to, to do the show sure. because we already had that that stuff down. Yep. Uh, and then I recorded this, like I think, the day after I got home from your wedding. Yeah. So um, I talked about your wedding a little bit, talked about just some of the stuff that, that we did, and then mm-hmm. you came back and talked more about your wedding the, the next episode yep. that we did after this yeah yeah so it was, it was kind of fun like being able to share stuff about you without you being in the room right like. right <laughs> but uh, you know brian and i like we 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 do Impulse Project together, but then we also have our own separate VGM podcast. So we both love VGM, of course. Mm-hmm. So it was nice to be able to get on a podcast and both talk about, about something that we always kind of like want to talk about right. during Impulse Project, but never really get a chance to. Yeah. So it was kind
0: of like letting that valve release a little bit. So that, that was that was fun. You guys were talking about how many potatoes I ate. You're just like, are there are a lot of potatoes Mike, in Vermont. M- Mike Mike ate so many potatoes everywhere forever. 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 Stuff in general. In his pants. Just in eating eatin potatoes. He's just a big potato. I'm just I'm, I'm just a big potato. <laughs> and if you smoke up, you're a baked potato. Oh, snap. <laughs> That's true. All right, so let's move on to your next track.
1: All right, next up, oh, another great one. This is from uh, Genocide 2, Master of the Dark Communion. This was a track we played on our uh, Sharp X68000 console spotlight back in episode 24 This one is called Shock 72, composed by Hideyuki Shimono and Naoyuki Kimura. Hi, my name is Rob. And I'm Pernod. And we're from the Rhythm and Pixels video game music podcast, and we're here to wish Mike and Ed... Happy Happy New Year! Year! Wait, wait, what? Oh, no, no. Happy... What was it now? Uh, oh yeah, hundredth episode spectacular. Yes, they 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 had to sit in the room with each other for a hundred episodes. Man, just think of the number of sandwiches they've consumed in one room together. Think of the number of farts they had to smell from each other. That's just disgusting. Well, you're disgusting. Well, this is true. But hey, sandwiches, I'm okay with that. <laughs> so, hey guys, we love your show. You guys are great. You're the best. Here's to 100 more. Here's to 100 more New Years, I think. Yeah, more 100, 100 more years.
3: Rick and Morty, 100 years.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Peace out. Later.
1: Welcome back. That was Shock 72 from the game Genocide 2, Master of the Dark Communion, which came out on the Sharp X68000 in 1991. That was composed by Hideyuki Shimono and Naoyuki Kimura. And that was from episode 24, our Sharp X68000 console spotlight that whole episode, like it was really hard to choose one track from that episode to share for this show. This one kinda won out because it's like one of those ones that just kind of stand out to me. We talk about, you know, my love of groove and rhythm, and this really exemplifies that. This song is very short on melody, yeah. uh, very, very high on groove. It doesn't have those harmonic guitar soaring riffs that,
0: that Mike plays so much in his
1: tracks. Sure, sure. But it's, I, I just love this tune. I can listen to it over and over again.
0: I do like the funk vibe that it brings. Yeah, down. definitely. That's, that's kind of why I really enjoyed this track, is that So I I don't 100% dislike groove or No, no, of course, stuff. I know. But, uh, you know, if something kind of catches my ear like this, where I'm like, oh, that's pretty fun to listen to. Definitely not a track that I would listen to all the time, but yeah. it's definitely a track that I'm pretty sure I have this on my phone. And if not, I need to, because <laughs> it, it's one of those tracks where when it does come up, I'll probably listen to the whole thing and probably loop it at least one more time.
1: Yeah, and definitely one of those tracks where you really need to have that bass turned up, because yeah. otherwise you're just hearing those hi-hats. You really need that low end to kind of fill that song out, because that's really what stands out in this track. Um, it, This is a boss track, so I would, you know, I, I played up to this because it's uh, just the first level boss. I yep. remember playing this game as kind of preparation. You and I got together to play a whole bunch of Sharp X68,000 yes. games for this show. Yeah, uh, We were at my house playing on an emulator, and, uh, you know, we got to this boss, and we were both really kind of grooving to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just love that end where that, that FM sweep just kind of fades Ooh. out, and then you get those little hi-hats, and then it, the song starts back up right. again. Uh, I really love loops like that where they just kind of like transition to each other so very seamlessly. And a lot of the tracks that I'm playing in this episode have that that kind of quality to it. So, um, But yeah, this was one of those episodes where all of the music that we played I was unfamiliar with before we did the episode mm-hmm. and later on became like mainstays in my VGM collection. And now I listen to them all the time. The other um, runner-up was the... Um, what was it? One Voice in the Cosmic Fugue? Okay. From that hybrid flamer, f- hybr- hy- the hybrid flamer, whatever High it was called. Uh, that was a great track yeah. too, but it just kind of lacked the energy that this one did. So I yeah. wanted to keep the show upbeat and happy and celebratory. So Definitely. That's why it's in there. Cool. Yeah. All right. So let's... Uh go for another one of our little skits. This is one of the ones that got the most laughs, I think, from yeah. our listeners when it came out. Uh, this is Iggy's Balls, based on Iggy's Reckon Balls. Uh, we featured it in episode 35, our N64 Invasion episode. This is probably your uh, favorite
0: part of the uh, N64 episode.
1: Probably. This was, this was one of the ones written by me, surprisingly. Uh, let's take a listen. It's Iggy's Wreckin' Balls! Wreck your balls with your friends!
0: (laughs) Aw man, you totally wrecked my balls!
1: You don't know what fun is until you've had your balls wrecked, again and again! That's it, Billy! You've wrecked my balls for the last time! Prepare your balls for some major retribution! Iggy's Wreckin' Balls is a game about balls! And wrecking them! Wreck your friends' balls. Wreck your own balls. We don't care whose balls you wreck, as long as you wreck some balls.
0: (laughs) Oh no, you wrecked all my balls. Now I don't have any more balls left for you to wreck. (laughs) Your balls are mine.
1: Iggy's Wrecking Balls for the Nintendo 64. Wreck some balls
0: today. (laughs) <laughs> wow <laughs> that was something I tell you
1: man When we we tried really hard not to crack up while we were recording that one and then it, it was funny but then once I put it together and added those sound yeah. effects in like <laughs> oh I definitely played it for my kids and they were they were cracking up uh, too. I can imagine they didn't yeah. even know what balls meant but they right. just they just like the wacky sound effects and right. stuff I think this is probably my, my most slapstick oh uh, definitely
0: one we've ever done before yeah this is probably the most like gross goofiest with the with the balls <laughs> sound the farting noises and whatnot yeah i i don't know i mean i think that it became harder and harder to write commercials for the show and um you know i'd probably say like around episode 70 ish i yeah. think that's when we just started switching just the one like, we really were like, all right, we've We were done... kind of forcing ourselves. And yeah. I feel like
1: they were kind of getting a little bit, like, different variations on the same joke over and over right. again. Right,
0: right, right. Um,
1: so we, I, I, would, I would start doing one, like, whenever inspiration really hit. And I said, like, right. oh, we've a great idea for this. I, w- I would put one out. But I wouldn't force myself to do it every show.
0: I, I tried to, to do one a show uh, for the most part. Yeah. I tried to at least get something in there. Because I, I, I felt it was really important to keep that in the show because, you know... Every podcast has music, but not all of them have these, like, commercial radio skits that we do. Right. And I I felt like that was really part of the, the core focus that we really tried to bring to the podcast to t- kind of differentiate ourselves initially because i think it was just like legacy music hour and they were done at that point but then there were some others like i think what vgm like jukebox VGM was out marcado brothers was around yeah, yeah now there's a whole ton of them um yeah.
1: you know vgm jukebox didn't start until we were uh in our like 20s or something 20s, like that yeah. uh, pixelated audio started very shortly after us but yep. we didn't know about each other until right. much later yeah yeah um then so like, then rhythm and pixel started up about a year after we did or two yeah. years after we did actually yeah. so.
0: so we were, we were kind of. Got got in right in that lull where Legacy was done at the time. Right. And which was my inspiration to start. Right. And then I think it was what, VG Empire and like a few others that were kind of like there, but they were like the big guys. There were no like small time, you know, VGM podcasts. Yeah, there were a few,
1: but we didn't really even know about them either. Yeah. You really have to search for a lot of
0: them. Oh definitely, yeah. So I I feel like we the, the when we started was the best time to start. In all honesty, people
1: were kind of yearning for yeah. like
0: a good studio quality. We got and that, that's
1: what people... we tried to do. We tried to make it the best quality possible, yeah. and not just talk into like a you know a gaming headset microphone right. and, and play a couple of random tracks here and there.
0: I gotta say, I think the N64 episode was it was pretty underrated. I think we, we played a lot of really cool tracks on that episode. We did.
1: I I, I like the music a lot. Yeah. I'm still not a big fan of the console as a sure. whole. I just yeah. you know whatever. But we won't get into that now. <laughs> but we we I, I was surprised by the quality of music and. I was actually surprised to find that the music was done by the main CPU and how mm-hmm. when when developers wanted to make better music, they had to sacrifice game processing power to mm-hmm. do that. So yeah. knowing that kind of juggling between your your music and your gameplay was was a really interesting fact and kind of made me look at N64 games in a new light. Mm.
0: All right, so let's go into our next track, and I remember this one pretty fondly. Uh, This is Silent Mobius Case Titanic, X68000 for the Sharp system. Uh, 1991 was the year of release. This track is Battle with Ghosts, and it's by Masahiro Kajihara. We played this one on episode 60, Free Picks Gaiden, and I couldn't leave it off the list. So (laughs) let's give it a listen. All right.
6: Like Tendo and Ed, congratulations on 100 amazing episodes of Pixel Toons Radio. I started listening around episode 9, so about May of 2014 when I found you on Stitcher. I started becoming an active fan at episode 20, as the Castlevania episode really made me want to start letting you guys know how awesome you are on Facebook. I actually counted all the spookies on the first spooky tunes. Remember when uh, talking about Donkey Kong's uh, that spider and you called it Steven? I made the Steven meme dog picture. I think Ed said that you know the podcast has made it when people are making memes about it. I did another picture for Tetra Porta Pega Magic Block Slide Dropper Extreme. And one of my very first animated GIFs in Photoshop was Samus due to that funky Kool-Aid commercial you pointed out. For quite a while, there was this really weird chain of coincidences where you guys would reference stuff during the show and somehow it also directly like happened in my life. So that was odd, but I I have fond memories of Mike saying Contra Hard Corpse and just about everything else you guys disagreeing on pronouncing. Uh, You guys have really impacted my life more than just by thinking of you every day due to my PTR coffee mug and the constant Facebook group fun. Um, Ed posted a dev's play of Symphony of the Night with Koji Igarashi, which came out right before the Bloodstain announcement. I think Mike may have posted the Kickstarter on his wall, but I remember that Pixel Tunes gets credit for uh, leading me to Bloodstained. So, due to my enjoyment of your show and my love for Bloodstained, I began my own podcast thanks to you guys. Podcasts reproduced by entering into the mind through the ears and finding fertile imaginations with some determination. Uh, Ed helped me with good advice on what services to use to get it all set up. Thanks, Ed. Uh, now I've interviewed many people in the game in- industry somehow related to, uh, to Bloodstained and I've even had Mike Tendo on a couple of times but um, it's been a great 100 episodes and I really feel like I've made some great friends through your show I've discovered so much game music and, I'll, and sharing that uh, love of game music with others is made possible by your efforts so a huge thank you you guys are the best
0: Case Titanic. That was the Sharp X68000 version in 1991 was the year of release. That was Battle with Ghosts by Masahiro Kajihara. It was played on episode 60, Free Picks Gaiden. And I remember we did episode 61 right after that, and that was like our retrospective on the first 60 episodes. So we were picking very similar to how we're doing right now. Yeah,
1: some of our favorite, some some of our our opposite
0: picks. Right. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And you picked this track. On episode sixty, and I remember like being really mad because I really wanted to pick this track <laughs> back to back, back to back, <laughs> and just play it, but I couldn't because we just played it. So I was like, got oh, "You got your chance." Yeah, th- this was literally the first track that I put down when we were. I think it was tracks. the first one you told me. To, yeah, though. I was like, "Oh, I'm absolutely picking that track. Like this, you know." As far as greatest finds, this is probably the greatest find in my opinion on this podcast. Well,
1: good then. We got my greatest find, yep. Cy
0: Battler, and your greatest find, yep. Silent Mobius. That yep. all works out. Yeah,
1: very cool. Yeah, I love this track. I mean, that bass solo is so awesome. But even even before that, it has this very—it's almost a spooky vibe. Like yeah. a, this could work for a Spooky Tunes episode, but um, it's more like a like a, a bunch of skeletons like break dancing on <laughs> a on a you know tombstone or something like yeah, that yeah. than anything else. I remember listening to this, the song sounds like it loops twice before it actually gets to that bass solo. So I was expecting the song to fade out at that point, because I think I was just listening to some stuff on random or Mm -hmm. whatever. And I was like, okay, that's the end of the song, and then that part comes in, and I'm like, Mike's gonna love this. <laughs> so I, you know, threw it in the show specifically for that reason,
3: and yeah, yeah. I was
1: right.
0: Yeah, no, it was incredible. You know, I, which I'm kind of regretting that I didn't pick any uh, sunsoft music because we didn't get a chance to say that sunsoft bass. It's true. Now we've got that Mobius bass. That Mobius, that silent Mobius bass. Yes, <laughs> uh, which that's another one of the uh, long-running Pixel tunes. Jokes. I think we used that one a lot more in the earlier days because I think we picked a lot of. We're very heavy with picking Sunsoft stuff. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, but uh, you know,
1: with this one, I feel like maybe it'll become a meme of its own. Who knows? I think bass bass solos have become kind of a Pixel Tunes meme because there's that boss track from uh, Super
0: EDF yep. that I played a while back that yep, has an yep. excellent
1: one uh, I always love it when they when they break out with them
0: <laughs> Paperboy 2 on Super oh, EDF yeah. I mean who could forget that one we did with uh, was that BGM Jukebox yep. we did that episode oh yep. my god that was an incredible episode that was a lot of fun yeah all the uh, episodes where we've had fellow VGM podcast people on is just really fun. Like all those episodes are a lot of fun. Yes, because they're Rhythm people and pixels, like Pixels, yep. VGM Jukebox. Yeah, you know that, that's audio. why I yeah. wanted
1: to get together with them for Retro World Expo yeah. because I feel like we we click so well with all those guys. We all have such similar interests. Yeah, and then you know we all got together. We all had a fantastic weekend together.
0: Mm-hmm. I barely even saw you that much.
1: I, I really we kind I, of ran with our own circles
6: of friends. I but, know. Uh, I was
0: just so busy uh, with panels and like I you know because I was a guest. I was expected to be there. I couldn't just be like, Okay, bye! Yeah, yeah. And leave. Um, which I'm kind of kicking myself now because I didn't realize, because I was a guest, I didn't realize that I could actually sit down in, like, they had an area for me, like, you know how they have, like, the, the, the booths or whatever? Yeah, yeah. They had a booth for me and I didn't even know it. Oh, my God. So the entire time I'm walking around and, like, right before the end of the Retro World Expo, the last day on Sunday... Uh, Lance, the guy who was running the panels, comes up to me, he's like, hey, did you know that you had a booth this entire time? He was like, you weren't at it once. I was like, I didn't even know. I'm like, I'm really sorry. He's like, yeah, yeah. I was like, he's like, you could have, you know, put your stuff there or whatever, like hung out. I was like, wow, I totally didn't. I'm so used to not going to uh, a being there as a a guest. I'm so used to just walking the floor all day. Right, right. It didn't even occur to me. Oh, that's lame. Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, I, I wish I got to hang out with those guys a little bit more, uh, just because I, I know we kind of saw each other. We did the panels, and we hung out that previous night. Where we right, did the, that Friday. Yeah, which was cool. Yeah. Um,
1: and then Saturday, we all got together. We all went to the to the expo together, hung yeah. out with Rob, who was not hanging out with us that previous night. Right, right. We ended up buying some board games downstairs mm. on the vendor floor. We went up to where the panels were. There's a little, like, living room-style area, so we ended yep. up playing some board games up there. Cool. Because, you know, we were just getting worn out because it was busy there yeah. was a lot of noise we yeah, just kind of yeah. wanted a place to chill mm-hmm. and then we went back to my place Saturday night and we were like so do you guys want to go back tomorrow and everyone was kind of like uh, we had so much fun hanging out at your place so we right. ended up like just staying at my place and playing video games and board games That's all day cool. Sunday which was a lot of fun too awesome. So, but we all agreed we had a blast everybody mm-hmm. wants to do it again next year yeah. so hopefully we can coordinate something and get Uh, a sequel to all that stuff going on. BGM
0: spooktacular. Yeah, maybe not spooky.
1: Maybe we can just do regular music. Who knows? But uh, we'll hopefully be able to get a panel next year. That'll be
0: fun. We'll see. Yeah. So let's move on to our next track. Uh, This is your final pick.
1: You were just talking about something about um, repeating patterns, and I think maybe this is one of the ones that you might actually enjoy. Yeah. This is from Dangun Feveron, otherwise known as Fever SOS. Uh, This is Dancing Bomber, composed by Ryuichi Yabuki and Nanpei Masawa.
5: こんにちは、ビデオゲームの作曲家松前真奈美です 100回目の放送おめでとうございます これからもどんどん続いていきますようお祈りしています I'm video game composer 真奈美 Congratulations on 100th episodes. I wish you all the best of success Thank you
1: Alright, welcome back. That was Dancing Bomber from Dan Gun Feveron, or Fever SOS, depending on your country. That came out in the arcade in 1988, composed by Ryuichi Yabuki and Nanpei Masawa. That was from way back in episode seven, our first Shmup tracks yes. episode, which was I think one of my favorite episodes of the like first twenty or so that we did, because When we started the podcast That was like one of the themes I definitely couldn't wait to
0: start Oh yeah And
1: I was kind of disappointed You know, we didn't know each other very well At that point Right,
0: right we didn't know. And each I was kind of tasting music, right?
1: I and I well, and and taste in games too. Yeah, like I, yeah. I just, I guess I just figured that everybody loved shmups. <laughs> and so when you were like, oh, I don't really know anything but you and Squadron,
6: I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. No, yeah, we yeah. need to do a shmup episode. Yeah, yeah.
1: Because that's like my favorite, like genre. Sh- shmup music is like oh, okay. you know what I grew up with on the right. Super Nintendo and that's so and all funny. that. So. I was a little chomping at the bit to do one of these, and, and finally I got you out of your shell seven episodes in, and yeah. and we so had a really good only show. only seven
0: episodes in. You know, it's like I gave up my
1: schmup virginity <laughs> that early Still, on. It was like
0: three or four months of doing the podcast.
1: I like, be, so. be
3: gentle, Ed.
1: Yeah, but even <laughs> even you said so at, uh, during that time that oh, you yeah. discovered a lot of stuff that you normally
0: oh, wouldn't have. Absolutely, this whole podcast has been extremely eye-opening for FM synth and schmups. And shooters, yeah. and, and now I own like at least a dozen shooters, at least, uh, you know, that I could. Uh, Thunder Force, like Blazing Lasers, Blazing you just Lasers, yeah, which I just mentioned. Like now I actively go out and look for shmups. Mm-hmm. I, it's never the sort of thing where like if I'm gonna go game hunting or whatever. Like if I find a game and it's a Genesis game specifically and it has. And it's a shmup, like, I'm going to buy it. Like,
1: <laughs> it's very rare to find a shmup Genesis game that doesn't have at least a, right. like a 7 out of 10 rated yeah. soundtrack. Oh, yeah. definitely,
0: definitely. Yeah, so, I mean, I think I picked, like, Steel Empire for this. Mm-hmm. And Thunder Force 4, or uh, Lightning Force it's called. Right. So those two I remember picking. I, I don't remember how I came across them. I think I may have just, like, searched online for them, in all honesty. And those were really, honestly, though, I was going to pick those two. I had seen you pick Dan Gunn Feveron, and I was like, All right, I'm just going to let him pick that. And, you know, um, I, I do really like this track. This really kind of sounds like a Tim Fallon track to me. It does a it's lot, yeah. It's got that yeah. funk 70s vibe. I didn't also, even really think about that. Kind of sounds like uh, that episode that we did j- just a little while ago, uh, the House of the Dead uh, the, the, the light gun game episode that we did. Oh, yeah. Or shooting gun games or whatever whatever yep. we call yep. it. it. Sounds a lot House like that. House of the Dead that. Overkill? Yeah, House of the Dead Overkill. Yeah, like that funk vibe, that 70s funk. It's it's really, I love that type of music. So yeah. it's it's always a pleasure to hear this type of music. So.
1: This was a shmup that I, I didn't know anything about. It just, it was in MAME. Mm-hmm. It was one of those, you know, games that was like under a list of like genre, you know. You yeah. search you know, sort them by shmups and this just happened to come up and I was, mm-hmm. when I was much much younger, probably a decade before we started this podcast. Sure, I was kind of obsessed with shoot 'em ups, and so in May I would just kind of go down the list and play each one. Yep. Uh, and then so I ended up playing this one. It was a cave shooter, like a mm-hmm. vertical bullet hell style shooter. But everything was like disco oriented, so mm-hmm. all the music was this style music. Yeah. Uh, and you would get like disco points, and there'd be like disco balls that come down when you get combos and oh, stuff. Oh, that's and cool. It was it was very like you know
0: uh, visually captivating. It was, it was
1: very strange seeing like a shoot 'em up. With like you know futuristic ships, but then also a disco aesthetic to mm-hmm. it. but the music was fantastic and uh, but it was very low quality because it was all kind of compacted into a, an arcade ROM. So I was lucky enough I searched around and I found that there was an actual OST with CD quality versions of that music. Mm-hmm. and so I was, I was like thrilled that I could pull from something high quality to, yeah, get, yeah. to get that on the show. So but this this soundtrack has been on my phone probably since, since I found it when I was looking for music for the podcast. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's just great stuff.
0: I remember, I, th- I think we, I uh, recall us hanging out at your place playing some of these shmups because I really, That's right. I, you, I, you know, I was really popping your shmup cherry. Yeah, man. So I remember playing a bunch of these and they were all really good. Uh, for the most part, uh, I remember that one that we played where we got really far into it. I don't think it was this. I think it was the shmup episode two. I think it was like 1943 Kai or something. Oh like that. yeah, that's a great game. And, and we, you and I were playing that game, and we got up to. I guess I don't know. I wouldn't say we got bored with it, but we were like, all right, we should probably move on. But we played like the, almost the whole yeah, game. Yeah, yeah,
1: it was a TurboGrafx-16 yeah. game. or yeah, actually,
0: yeah. I think it was a PC
1: Engine only release. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a lot of fun. That's one of the few PC Engine games I actually own. So we were we were playing the. Uh, playing the physical version which is weird at my house. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, All right, so you want to move on to our next track?
0: Yeah, our next and last track. And last track. This track is a great track to go out on and it also is is I just I no excuse I really wanted to hear it again. I wanted to talk about it on the show again. So my final track and the final track of episode 100 is Donkey Kong Country 2 Diddy's Conquest for the Super NES uh came out in 1995. This is sticker brush Sticker Bush Symphony and it's by Mr. David Wise and this was played on the episode where we featured all tracks by David Wise episode 23. Alright, let me stop you right there before you move on because I saw you do that Mm -hmm.
1: because everybody calls it Sticker Brush Symphony. Yeah. It's actually in the OST. Yep. It's Sticker Bush Symphony. Okay. The first person to ever upload it to YouTube uh-huh. mistyped it as brush. Really? And now literally everywhere Everybody? on the internet is brush okay. when it should be bush. Sticker Bush Symphony, right. Which makes yeah. more sense because a sticker bush is a real thing. There's yeah. no such thing as a sticker brush. Right, right. And I do want to thank uh, Josh and Emily at VGM Jukebox for pointing that out. Yeah. So now we're gonna bush. keep it. Because I think in our first ep- in our first episode, or episode 23 when yeah. we played this, we called it Sticker We called brush. it the Sticker Brush because yeah. it's everywhere. So. Yep.
0: No st- Dicker Bush
1: Symphony. Now you know. Oh boy.
3: Alright,
0: let's get into it. Oh my god, you guys! Holy crap, it's Nornrad. Holy crap, it's the 100th episode of the Pixel Tunes Radio Podcast. Congratulations, Ed and Mike. That is no small task. That's crazy. You guys are doing good work. I can't wait to see what happens in the next 100 episodes. Let's go for 100 more, boys. Let's do it! (music) Thank <music> Fitting way to end episode 100. That was Donkey Kong Country 2: Diddy's Conquest on the Super NES. Came out in 1995. That was Sticker Bush Symphony. And I'll stick fun. your bush. Gross. <sighs> nice. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> David Wise was the composer that was played on episode 23, the David Wise Spotlight that we did. That's actually on YouTube. That's one of our biggest episodes. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised at how many people really love that episode.
1: I really um, love that episode. Yeah, it it.
0: it's it's great. It's got a lot of really good music. A lot I, of
1: nostalgic stuff for me in that
0: episode, too. Definitely. Because there were a lot of stuff that... Battletoads and...
1: Yeah, like, well, even like Captain Skyhawk yep. and, um, like, Snake Rattle and Roll. Yeah. The games that I played as a kid that I didn't know that he worked on. Yes. You know, everybody was like, Donkey Kong Country, that's where I first kind of learned his name. Yes. And then going back to those NES days, it was fun to see, like, a lot of these... Tracks that I listened to as a kid were, mm-hmm. were actually composed by the same man. So yeah, yeah, it was true. really
0: cool. Yeah. So I I absolutely love this track. It's one of my favorite video game music tracks of all time. It's probably in my top ten, in all honesty. Mm. We've got one more commercial break. This one was written by me. This was probably the longest commercial I've ever written for the podcast. And this was Real World Midger, and this came out in episode 54.
1: Here's a sneak peek at a brand new show coming soon on the Nest Network.
2: This is a fictional story.
5: A totally fictional story.
4: Of seven strangers.
5: Make that eight!
2: Whatever!
5: Picked
1: to live in an apartment.
4: And have their lives taped.
1: To find out what happens.
4: When people stop fighting evil. And finally start living in a fantasy. Look the train!
3: The, the real world maker!
4: Hi, I'm Tifa, so it's move-in day. We're living just south of my bar, the 7th Heaven. I've met a few of the people here, and it's going okay, so far. Though, I thought this was an 18 and older show, and well... Onion Night seems very... underage.
1: Hey lady, I just look young. But trust me, just cause you're the most popular doesn't mean you're the best.
4: Do you mind? I'm trying to do my interview.
5: You landlubbers don't know how good you got it, squishing your toes on soft ground not risking splinters if you go barefoot like on my ship. And look at this! Forks!
1: We get it, Ferris. You're a pirate. Do you have to bring it up all the time?
5: Yes, Auron. Yes, I do. Did I mention I'm definitely not a lady as well? Do you mind, Cecil? Huh? Oh, I was just, um, inspecting your shirt there, Tifa. What is that? White
4: cotton? You don't have to stare, you know. We're gonna be living together, so you may as well get used to them, er, it... Uh, whatever. Don't mind if I do. Actually, I do. <laughs> oh, don't tell my wife Rosa. Oh uh. Hey selfie, What are you looking at out there? Hey guys, look at the window! I don't believe it guys. Guys. Oh my God, here it
5: comes. It's a train! It's a train! I fucking
4: love trains! Trains are so great! Hey, guys! Come here! Come look at the train! It's got a steam cloud and it goes chuk 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 and I bet there's a conductor on board and tickets. Oh, I love the ticket stubs. They're so cool!
2: What's her deal? She's apparently really into trains. More like, what's your deal? I'm a ninja. So what?
3: Talk about out of place.
2: Do not cast a shadow over our group, Miss Lockhart.
4: Oh, funny. Cause your name's Shadow. Clever.
2: Why don't we go up to my bed and I'll show you my little dog.
4: Um, excuse me, I don't know what kind of girl you think I- No,
2: seriously, I have a little dog. His name's Interceptor. He likes belly
4: rubs. Oh, how cute.
2: Whatever! Wait, Squall's here?
0: I thought we already had someone from Final Fantasy VIII. He's more or
1: less just a guy on the couch who's super negative
2: and emo.
0: Whatever! God! Uh, leave me alone!
4: Squall! Hey, Squall! I love dreams. Oh boy,
5: this is going to be a long three months. Better stock up on potions.
1: The Real World Midgar, premiering this fall, only on the Nest Network.
5: Nest
3: Network!
0: All right, welcome back. That was The Real World Midgar, episode 54 that was, that was something. That was a lot of work. Yeah, I can imagine.
1: <laughs> for, I can... For all, both recording and for editing. Oh,
0: yeah. Well, we had, you know, a bunch of our friends and my wife was, you know, in that one too, playing Tifa. And then we had our friend Ariel and Justin. They they were in it and they played multiple characters. I yeah, think. yeah. I th-
1: I th- and I think. then Todd was already there because he was recording the show with right, us. Right,
0: right, right. So, yeah, we, we kind of brought in a bunch of people to do that one. And I, I think it came out really well, actually. I mean, for the most part. Looking back on it, I kind of wish that I brought more, like, real-world aspects of it (laughs) into the mix. Like, kind of like, oh, you know, who ate all the peanut butter? Like, that sort of thing. (laughs) Where it's, like, people actually who were living together. I was just more trying to focus on making sure that I was introducing all the characters and being, like, faithful to, you know... Their
3: personalities. uh, Yeah, their
0: personalities and, like, you know, the characters and what they look like and everything. So... That's really what I was trying to focus on, uh, trying to deliver. And, like, it's also really difficult to, like, fit characters' names into the conversation and make it flow very naturally. Yeah. And not have it be like, oh, I am now talking to Cecil. Like, you know, that <laughs> Here sort he of comes thing. down the road. Right, right, right. So it, that was a big challenge, uh, writing this one. But uh, I, I, I dig doing the skits quite a bit. They're a lot of fun.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And we will do many more, I'm sure.
0: Oh, yeah. So we have one more Pixel Jack question. This one comes to us from Keyglyph. Yeah, and we chose this one because
1: I I feel like it's a great question to ask for the end of the show because it's kind of a a very reflective uh, or self-reflective question, uh, which Keyglyph is so great at coming up with. So why don't you...
0: Yeah. So tell us some ways doing this podcast that have affected your life Uh, for example what are some objectively bizarre things that seem totally normal now Uh, what connections have you made that you wouldn't have made otherwise how have you changed as a person jump off that introspective cliff and go where the waters take you (laughs) I mean I, I for the most part I would say that my musical taste in terms of video game music has very much expanded and that I'm I look at a lot of music now that I wouldn't have normally researched or tried to find and I feel like I have all this these composers names kind of floating around my head at all times that uh (laughs) you know now I'll listen to a track and I'll be like wait was that was that by Hitoshi Sakamoto or was that uh Sakuraba like that's that's kind of the way that I think about video game music nowadays um and also like the chips too. I, I never really sat down and thought about like the difference between like oh YM twenty one fifty one or like any of that stuff. So I think you brought, kind of brought a lot of that stuff to the table where yeah. like I didn't really care about any of that stuff. Um, now I think I more have like a appreciation for the way that these composers went about creating these these tracks and this this music and how that music would fit into. Uh, game development and I think that's just mind-bogglingly huge I mean I didn't realize how difficult it would be to make these songs and we've t- we've talked about this time and time again on the podcast that video game music especially in the early days was was less composing and more, like engineering like computer right programming design, programming yeah. yeah and so i i learned so much about video game music just from doing these you know the past four years these 100 episodes I, I guess structure is is something that is really changed as far as like in my personal life yeah so now i feel like this podcast like it has a structure it has a a place where you know every every other week you know i get to sit down with ed and we get to talk about tracks that we love and there's stuff to plan out like it it like kind of like helps you move throughout there's always something to look forward to there's yeah. always like something
1: on your to-do list in the background of mm-hmm. your head that like oh I gotta edit this or oh I gotta research this or, yeah. but it's always fun stuff it's always different stuff and I think mm-hmm. that's one of the best things about it is like you know at a job you always constantly got stuff to do but it might be the same stuff over and over again yeah. oh I gotta do this inventory now or oh I've gotta add new students to the roster or whatever right, like right. I do at my job but yeah. with this it's always like oh I get to go find out more about the Genesis or mm-hmm. oh I get to go Play
0: some games for research, like right. who who us, you know? Yeah, right. Um, so that's always been really cool. And we we do this as a... Um, we, don't, we don't really make any money off this show, to no. be honest. We, we don't. It's a pure passion project. It, absolutely, yeah. We, we love just sharing video game music with, with our listeners and with our fans. And we, we really just... I, I couldn't even imagine four years ago getting to this level, where we would have people eagerly awaiting our episodes like that's just really cool for sure so So, uh as far as like some objectively bizarre things that
1: seem totally normal now i cannot listen to like the radio or another podcast or anything without being like oh all right. Here's an editing technique I should try out, or oh, you know, here's some here's some cool stuff that I could learn, or oh, they totally screwed up on that edit, or I can definitely tell that was a jump cut, or yeah, you know. So I'm I'm listening like I like I assume like composers and musicians would do when they listen to other music. Like yeah. I listen to audio now in a entirely different way from a much more like I guess professional point of view. So there's that, What connections that I've made that I wouldn't have made otherwise. All the so BJ friends. Podcasters. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Uh, Emily and Pernell and Rob and Josh and you know everyone from the the video game music community, um, Mike McDaniel, Jeff all of our friends, Cam Warma, yeah. uh, all these guys that are just so awesome and have supported us over the last hundred episodes yep. um, and and other uh, VGM podcasters, which I, I, I love supporting them and I know you know that it feels so good that they enjoy supporting us and that they like collaborating with us and yeah. you know kind of people that if I wasn't doing a video game music podcast I'd be listening to them anyway and considering them like my heroes or like almost kind of like you know uh, small time celebrities yeah but I get to be their peers and and, and hang out with them and do the things that they're doing and we respect each other for our craft so it's so cool to do that yeah and how have I changed as a person I think I've become a lot more confident especially in terms of Knowing that people enjoy what we do, yeah, you know that the, because before I did, I didn't really have any hobbies, and my wife was always like, "You should do something." Like all you do is like, you know, you play video games or you you, you go bowling every once in a while or mm-hmm. whatever. But you know, you should really find something to do. Get out of the house! You I know, don't want you around. Yeah, rent. I mean, she had her knitting, and you know, she was so she had some stuff, stuff that she was dealing, doing. In her dealing dealing with you is her own hobby. Dealing with me is yeah, hobby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so I got this hobby, and now she's like, "Oh, your hobby takes up too much time," and I'm like, "Well, there's." There's no in between
0: yeah, but, I hear you um, she
1: used to be like that, but not not so much anymore. We're very used to the kind of schedule that that it that it that it takes but now, uh, now
3: she's just
0: trying to figure out wh- like how to stop making you tuna sandwiches. yes, yeah what yeah she's just like, you know listen, I never told you this, but every other week she calls me and she's like, oh, I had to make Ed another tuna fish sandwich and I'm like, I'm sorry and then she's like, yeah. And he likes it with the crust cut off like a monster. <laughs> like a monster. Like a monster. The crust is the best part. Yes. You monster. I hope
1: she's putting cheddar cheese on these secret tuna fish sandwiches because okay. that's, that's okay. how I like my tuna. Oh, yeah. I hope she's listening.
0: What about pickles? Oh,
1: definitely pickles. Oh, yeah. Absolutely cheese pickles. Cheese and pickles. Yes. Yeah. And if there's no pickles, relish will do. But yes. I like the pickles because it's crunchier. Yes. Uh, anyhow, so yeah, my, my I think my life has... in, like. Eighty-five percent changed because of this podcast. There's just so many things that I do and ways that I think about things, and and mm-hmm. just my my entire personality now is more upbeat because I always feel like there's something creative that I can put my energies into. Where before I had, I felt like I had a lot of creative energy and no way to sure you know, put, show it, show it. Yeah. And, you know, you had your video series before this, so I'm sure you had yeah. some of that going on.
0: Yeah, I did. I mean, I I will say that this. When I was creating episodes uh, for Dude Yum played this game, especially in the early days, I really only did that. Like, I, I only focused on doing those episodes and trying to make them as as best as best as I could. And I didn't really have any filler content initially on the channel, on, on the youtube.com forward slash dongle channel. Mm-hmm. So I needed something to kind of pepper in in the meantime. And so, when we first started posting pixel tunes on there, it was more like a hey, I can you know just post something extra. But now I have people that actually come and comment on the podcast on the channel, and they're like exclusively only on YouTube. Or mm-hmm. they'll you know we'll get comments from people who can only listen on YouTube because you know their work doesn't allow podcatchers, yeah, or they're in a
1: country where they can't get it. Or yeah, something like that.
0: yeah. So it's just it's really cool to be able to. Uh, you know, make that video portion available. Even though it doesn't get like a ton of hits, it's still good that we... You it's know, still we, some people's primary way of, yeah, of accessing our content. And we were one of the first podcasts that did that. Like, I, I think don't so, think yeah. a lot of VGM podcasts put video versions of... I know Pixelated Audio does, but I don't think anybody else really does. So it's just, it's a neat way for us to be able to give, you know, a little bit more content to people. And, you know, we found people that have... Found my channel through Pixel Tunes, and then vice versa. We've had people who were Pixel Tunes fans first, and then you know ended up becoming fans of uh, the my channel, right. and vice versa. So it's it's really cool that everybody is kind of like intermingled and connected. And the people that watch you know my shows and my channel stuff and all that content also kind of watch uh, you know you know Pixel Tunes or listen to Pixel Tunes. So it's 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 cool to have that family kind of collaborate and combine for sure for sure
1: so we'd also like to thank everybody who submitted bumpers to us yes uh matt furnace uh brian and james from pixelated audio dread otherwise known as trevin hughes barry leach the folks from vgm jukebox josh and emily matt ezra the cygnus destroyer alberto jose gonzalez uh, robin pernell from rhythm and pixels mike mcdaniel manami matsumai norman rad and hiroyuki iwatsuki like yeah these names, man. For real. So Such awesome composers and such awesome people and awesome friends. Yeah,
0: we were really fortunate to be able to get, uh, you know, we wanted to thank, especially the composers, want to thank them for taking time out of their day to uh, to just, you know, throw together something quick and uh, send it over to us and... That's, Absolutely, and yeah. and
1: other other names that you know we might not have mentioned over the show that that have been huge supporters of us. Uh, you yeah. know Jeff Leopard from Retro Shred. Yep. Cam Worma obviously has been on a ton of shows and has always been very active on our Facebook group.
0: Mm-hmm. Todd, Todd, anyone who's who's been a guest, Scott, Todd, Brian, um, Brian, yep, yeah, and, and 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 who else
1: has been on there? And all you, all, Ed, all the cams. we need to thank you, Ed. Me. Aw, oh, thanks. Thank you, too, for whatever it is that you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Providing jokes. Yes. Bad the, jokes. The color commentary while yes. I sit here doing
1: my, my dry research stuff. Yes. The, the whole Facebook community has been so amazingly awesome. We really appreciate every, every single post you guys put up there. It has been creative, yep. has been, you know, helped us uh, talk about video game music more. <laughs> uh, it's been like a very fight-free and drama-free yeah. community for the most part.
0: Yeah, which is um,
1: great. Yeah. Me, me, being a moderator of that group has been super easy. duper
0: easy. Yeah. Yeah. So again, that's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Pixel Tunes Radio. Join us. Oh, Cam Childs. Totally forgot oh, yeah. to mention Cam him. Childs, Obviously, yeah. he's been on our show before
1: and yep. he's been totally awesome. So. Yeah.
0: Anybody who's been a guest, uh, Aaron Hickman. Mm-hmm. Um, we Guy. We Guy. Yep. Nico, a.k.a. the We Guy. <laughs> Can't forget that. So... Yeah, as Row, like everybody. Anybody who's been a guest on the show. Yep. Aaron er, Lilly, Vasily
1: Botchkoff, all yep. the people that post in our, our, our group over and over and over again. Yeah, anybody cool who content.
0: listens to the show. Uh, Wicked Sephiroth. Yeah.
3: He's been a big uh, yeah. fan of us. Ian, Ian, he's been a really yep. good dude lately.
0: Yeah, so thank you. Thank for, you very much. For listening to Pixel Tunes Radio for 100 episodes. That's awesome.
1: I'm sick so- of me by now.
0: Yeah, me too. I don't know how you guys are Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, let's talk about next episode. It's going to be a free pick. Episode 101. We wanted to do something just simple. Start off, off a new 100. Yes. A whole Fresh and clean. whole new 100, yep. So, we're going to jump off with a free pick.
6: For sure. Yeah.
1: All right. And uh, taking us out. So, um, I'm sure if you guys have heard our Norrin Rad episode, you know that when, when Matt Creamer does something, he puts a thousand percent yes. effort into it. He gave us a whole bunch of different bumpers yeah. that we could choose from. Uh, to play on the show, so we played, you know, one, one of our one of our favorite ones. It was very energetic. Um, we're gonna play a couple at the end, you know, after after we end the show, right. we'll have a couple of our, of our other favorites that he put in there. Yep. Uh, maybe another Easter egg from uh, Pixelated Audio as well. We'll throw that in there. Um, but but thank you, Matt, for for taking like so much time to record all these really yeah. cool. He put sound effects and like different yeah, vocal yeah. effects, and he, he did a really cool job. We were cracking up the entire time we were listening yeah, to it. We, so.
0: sh- we should also mention the Trevin Hughes.
4: Oh
1: track. yeah, that's right. His was entirely done on a Genesis. Yeah. So he composed the music. Uh, the yep. FM music for it, yep. and then all of his voice was uh, was digital audio channel sample yeah. from it. So you can actually play that on a real Genesis, which is which is what I did. That was a hardware recording right. of his of his voice and his music. Super cool. Yeah, really really cool. Um, feel very honored to have you know stuff that was made on a on a classic console right. dedicated to Pixel Tunes. That's it's a so really cool. cool feeling. So yeah. thank you very much for that, Trevin. Super cool.
0: All right, so yeah, let's get into the very last portion, which is just the. Uh, the Norenrad Rad clips, uh, Matt Creamer, and uh, Pixelated Audio. And uh, again, thank you very much for listening to Pixel Tunes Radio. If you need to, follow us on YouTube, which, uh, again, youtube.com forward slash dongold. Uh, you could also check us out at pixeltunesradio.com. You can email us at radio at gmail.com. And follow us on Twitter at Radio.
1: Yes, and our group on Facebook is facebook.com slash groups slash Pixel Tunes Radio. So, this is Ed and Mike signing off for our 100th episode. Yay! We'll see you again for episode 101 in two weeks. Peace out. Peace.
5: everybody, you're listening to the Pixel Toons Radio Podcast. This is Noren Rad coming at you with a special congratulations to Ed and Mike on all of their hard work and achievements.
2: You're listening to the 100th episode of the Pixel Toons Radio Podcast. This is Noren Rad with a special congratulations message to Ed and Mike on all of their hard work.
5: So uh, it was a good memory for me. So anyways, hope you guys keep it up. And uh, here's to another 100 episodes. Yeah. Oh, and the next track that you guys are going to hear is from Crazy Bus. Take a listen. I'm just kidding. (laughs)